This is another episode of the Nitrogen Podcast covering Nitro number 59 on the 28th of October 1996. We are post-Halloween Havoc 1996 and it seems like the whole world, as in 2022, is kicking off right now. Of course, it's me, Marvellous Mark, 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 Mark Ashworth, I'll try and say my own name correctly. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but I started the Halloween Havoc fucking podcast by saying wank instead of welcome. Um. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> And, of course, I'm not going to forget his name, Brian Bradshaw, my man, oh, my co-host, uh, my mate. How's it going, my friend? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm a little bit giddy already. Yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, I'm in a really fucking good mood. I've, uh, I've had a long day at work. I've, uh, come on, I've had a shower. I've got a beer. I'm ready to crack into this episode. It weren't a bad one this time. Right. It weren't a bad one, I've got to say. I thought it was all right. But first and foremost, got to let us know what the beer is, of course. Ah, I've got uh, a Fundertaker. It's uh, from uh, Brew York, one of the beers that my lovely co-host Mark got me for my birthday last year. Yay. So it's ice cold because it's been in the fridge ever since then. Man, that is the way. I mean, people tell me all the time that I'm like a monster for, for leaving beer in the fridge and wanting it ice cold. If it's a stout reporter or anything like that, it always has to be cold. But they're like, no, 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 no. You get better flavours if you leave it to room temperature. I don't want a room temperature fucking beer. Don't be silly. You know, as time goes on and you're drinking it, so like you're not going to neck this. In, although having said that, if you've had a hard day at work, you might neck it in four minutes flat. But it weren't a hard day; it were a long day. Yeah. <laughs> Difference. But in that thirty minutes or whatever, it's going to it's going to slowly simmer up to a to a, a reasonable temperature where you're going to get different flavors. So the way I explain it to people is, well, you can have a pint of beer and you can have it at room temperature, and when you finish it, it'll be at room temperature. When I have a beer, my beer is cold. And then goes to room temperature. So I'm getting different flavours all the way through my beer. When you think about it. And they're just like, actually that makes a lot of fucking sense. Boom. And I'm I'm I like an ale, but I'm I'm certainly no fucking what's the word? Um professional connoisseur or anything like that. I know nothing about temperatures of beers. I just know what I like. Uh, and I'm glad yeah. you're on the same boat, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. But the way you described that, I thought you were like, well, as you're just drinking it, you get all these hallucinations. <laughs> you get like all rainbow colours and all that. <laughs> and you get some hippie music just playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what beer that is, but I, I try it at least once. <laughs> Holy hell. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I was thinking more like the doors. Uh, as uh, my man Kevin Nash says, break on through to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of people saying, oh, that was fucking Jim Morrison, you cunt. Like, go back a couple of episodes, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's in the archives. Um, so what's it like, this Thundertaker? So so we have said this. <laughs> <laughs> we have said this. It is basically... So we talk different to everybody else in the world because we're Lancashireian, but basically... Old me- like my granddad used to do it because he were like proper like eh, f- you know we talk like this like and everything like that you know eh. and it's just sort of like Thundertaker you don't say the the is is like a an expletive up here you do not say it you go f- so Thundertaker that's how you'd yeah. say it under here that's that's how you'd say it in Blackburn Lancashire the Undertaker you go Thundertaker yeah. I- and if it's not th, it's to, you know, so, it's yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it really depends on the word. It's like our own special dialect. You know, it's uh, it's not thinternet, it's tinternet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not work, it's twerk. You know, um, and then there's like really weird ones that people just make up. Like, I swear people make this on the fly. But uh, I, I'm always correcting my mum for this and she gives me like the weirdest looks, the dirtiest looks, you know, because she keeps going buckle and hospital. It's like, why are you fucking switching T's and K's? Yeah. I've known a few people to do the old Bocco Hospital. My brother used to say chimney instead of chimney. So he, he sort of 
missed out M and went straight for L. Chimley. Like, what the fuck is that, mate? I hope that he says it right now, but who knows? We don't really talk about chimneys anymore. Um, we never really talked about chimneys back in our childhood either. That doesn't make any fucking sense, really, does it? What a boring childhood that would have been. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I've got the conquerator. Um, <laughs> or however you were going to fucking pronounce it. Um, we do have a weird relationship with the word, oh. though, don't we? Like, going to pub. To pub? It's a good beer, that. Real good beer. Quite refreshing. Excellent. Just what I need. Just what you Go need. Gutted, <laughs> I haven't got a beer now. I've got an empty bottle of Coca Cola, zero sugar, zero, zero calories, zero everything. Yeah, fucking zero everything, zero beer. Zero taste. Right. It's not the fucking same, is it? But it's all they no. had. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this episode is not sponsored by Brew York or Coca Cola. Fucking hell, if it was sponsored by Coca Cola, cha-ching! We're in the money. We're in the moolah. Today, we're going to Phoenix, Arizona. Um, the American... Uh, the, the episode, not us. Oh, you know, we're not going to Phoenix. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> On that Coca-Cola money. Uh, yeah, the American West Arena. Get away Arena. from this cold weather. Of course, yeah. Well, it's not It's not been too bad, has it, really? It's, it's no, no, it's actually picked up the last couple of days, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's not as wet as what it were. No, no. Wet. That's what she said. Uh, oh, terrible, terrible. I've had one sip of that bloody drink as well, and I'm already on it. You want to tell us what percentage that is, so I know like, what to expect uh, in the next 25 minutes. I've thrown the can away. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to I, fucking find it now. Uh, I, I'm actually just Googling it. 5.3? So. Fucking hell, you got quick thumbs. Well, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, you know, you're thumbing it. Uh, thumb it in, thumb it in. Uh, capacity of 6,300 people in the America West Arena here in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Phoenix? I, I mixed up Phoenix and Arizona there. I really like the name Arizona. So Beth watches a lot of Grey's Anatomy, and there was a character in there called Arizona, and like, I think it's a really nice name for a girl. So yeah. there's every possibility that if we if she pushes a girl out at some point in the next five to seven years, we'll call it Arizona. That's Oh, oh uh, just... You don't don't put that out in the world, mate. You know you'll have Katie Hopkins fucking tuning in and having a go to see him and a girl after a place. Oh, she can bring it, mate. She she'll just yeah. go in the bin like Mark fucking Madden, <laughs> and they can they can sit in that bin and they can duplicate and fornicate and replicate. Oh no 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 no! Seriously, that'd be some kind of fucking demon seed. Yeah, I, I, I just can't, I can't do it. I fucking love child of fucking Katie Hopkins and Mark Madden. Gross. Yeah, that is like Ugh. all time biggest grossing horror f- film ever. That's the plot. <laughs> Just <laughs> shout out to Mark Madden, who's a a a, 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 a Yeah, <laughs> you uh, yeah, he took the words right out of my mouth there. Um, <laughs> we don't need to go into that, do we? Let's be honest. No. Commentary by Bobby the Brain, Heenan, Eric Bischoff, Mike Tanay, and first it's Larry Zabisco and Tony Schiavone. Uh, no, oh whoa 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 whoa, Super Larry. Super Larry. Super Larry. He's wearing a Superman T-shirt tonight. Oh yes, he is. I don't know even know how that got past me. I didn't even write it I down. Know. Yeah, with a sports coat over it as well. Like, what a weird, smart guy to walk there. Yeah, fuck it. It's Larry's Abyssal. Like, that guy doesn't give a shit. If that's his secret identity, he's not hiding it pretty well. <laughs> like, yeah, he wouldn't even need to get it for him, but he'd just take off your jacket. Like, yeah. He'd make a good Superman, wouldn't he? You know, like a, an old chisel, chiseled Superman, not young Superman, not young Clark, uh, Clark Kent. Yeah, old Clark Kent. I'm, I'm down for old that. Clark. I'm down for it. Yeah. Um, shout out to Larry's Abyssal as well, who liked one of his tweets last week. That was fucking he did. ace. Like, that's up there. For sure. Like, the guy's got to be yeah. in his fucking 70s at least, and 
the fact that he's still like Twitter savvy is just incredible to me. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I was quite chuffed that. I, I just saw it come up and, it on, and I just thought, oh, Larry Zabisco liked your tweet. And I'm like, what fucking tweet? Because I haven't actually checked Twitter at this point. <laughs> so I opened it up. And now we're at work at this time. And I'm like, oh, he liked our tweet. So I've immediately got on the horn tomorrow just messaged him and say, oh, yeah, Larry Zabisco just liked your tweet. <laughs> I was like, not our tweet, your tweet. You're the one that fucking tweeted it. <laughs> well, it's on the NGP uh, web uh, Twitter in it. So that's that's the main thing. But yeah, it kind of it kind of made me start thinking about like, Larry, Twitter savvy, obviously it keeps himself out of the limelight, you know, he, he still does the comic cons and stuff like that, the wrestling cons if you want to call them that, um, and then on the flip side you've got Ric Flair who's probably what is he, he must be around the same age or a bit older, Yeah. and he's just like, I don't know, just destroying his fucking image every day on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram like <laughs> no when to fucking stop dude, you know what I mean Quite just enjoy oh, retirement like Larry yeah, is also does one of the most he does what is one of the most annoying traits, one thing I fucking hate is every word is, is capitalised it's like why do people do that <laughs> yeah. you can, you know what, don't do any capitals and I'll be fine with it, you know I, I, I'm not trying to become all, all grammy Nazi here, you know, I don't want to be a grammy Nazi and all that I'm very punctual Literally and figuratively, um, and I use correct correct spellings and correct fucking everything. Like I, I try not to. Even if there's one letter wrong, I would delete the tweet and rewrite it out. That's how I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I find it so annoying where every word is capitalized. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get this idea that he's not using a smartphone and he's using some sort of fucking proper old age. Because there was phones back then that used to do that, weren't there? Like it auto yeah. automatically fucking capitalize the first letter of any word. Just it is, it is. But then, if he stopped doing it, you'd start thinking somebody else is tweeting for him. Yeah, I, I suppose there's that. You know, I won't call it branding though. Not really. It's a proper shit way of branding. But that's what he's kind of known for. These well, that's it these days. <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's it's it's, it's, it. it's the best thing that he's known for these days. Shall we say that? <laughs> it's the most positive of a, a really long list of negative things that Ric Flair is uh, known for these days. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. I suppose you know you keep fucking using those capitals. Yeah. Right, just don't be a dick, Rick. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and obviously, when I retire, that's like, I want to go That's like back. asking Vladimir Putin to not be a dick, doesn't it, really? Well, He's still going to fucking do it. Yeah, let's not get into that. That's the other thing as well. We're talking about, you know, someone pushing a kid out in five to seven years. We might not be, even be here for another five weeks. Who knows? Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Putin. Um, yeah, fuck you, Putin. We don't like to get political on here, but fuck you, Putin. It's not really political, is it? <laughs> it's just no, 6.9 billion not, people on the fucking planet are all saying the same thing at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah. Fuck you, Putin. Larry Zabisco, yeah. you've got to say that at the end, by the way, to, to close off the, <laughs> the podcast. Fuck you, Putin. Yeah. Bill Murray. Oh, just do it in uh, fucking Kevin Nash's confused baritone. Fuck Putin. <laughs> <laughs> so, Larry and Tony, uh, they give us a recap of Halloween Havoc, uh, which we're not going to give to you because you can just listen to the previous episode where um, we covered yeah. the entire thing. Uh, and it was couple of good matches on there to be fair we're going to talk about it a little bit more through this through this episode and with the wrestling recap at the end uh but the main thing to remember from this is if you haven't got the three hours and 15 minutes that that episode went along for uh roddy piper showed up at the end of wcw halloween havoc 1996 to confront the giant and to confront primarily hollywood hogan and again we'll go into that later on starting off what a way to start off brian the WCW Aye. World Television chart title, the, the 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 belt that went missing for like three months that we've never yeah. never seen, 
asking you, I'm asking you shall receive Bray on the TV title have returned to to uh, well TV I suppose yeah. <laughs> as has its champion Mr. Lord Stephen Regal. Uh, yeah, she's nice. not seen him for a little while. Yeah, uh, he's going to face off against Two v Two Guerrero, who's getting a t- television title match for for no apparent reason, really. Um, yes, and I'm going to take this one. Sure, dude. We haven't. Even, yeah, we, he, Mark did ask me, "Are you going to take this match? Are you going to take this match? Are you going to take this match?" And I just forgot to reply to him. I'm just like, <laughs> "Shit, I forgot to mention this. I'm taking this one." Go for it. Yep. Move out I the fuck you might. <laughs> I thought you might. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first thing I noted is, uh, well, apart from the TV title being back on TV, is Stephen is wearing the burgundy that I've always associated with him, and uh, Sting is here watching in the rafters, as I've always associated with him too, so <laughs> always right in the world of wrestling, I suppose. Yeah. yeah the more but, things yeah, the, change. The more things stay the same. Yeah, but the burgundy, yeah, it's, it's like he's had his complete transition, and then you see Sting, and he's like in the middle transition. It's like a really, really weird thing, uh, in hindsight, I suppose, but yeah. That's just that's just a personal thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure other people associate Stephen Regal with other with other things, uh, but for me, it's always a burgundy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh, it's just his it's his color. It's his color. Anyways, we have a standard lock up and transition to start. Regal picking out and working the left arm of Uri. Real good psychology. Seconds in, the NWO Bannerman distracts as Uri gets some good cruiserweight mat offensive in, and uh, we cut to six, possibly inebriated again. <laughs> With a mic next to a guy. Oh, by the way, he's in the audience. I forgot to write that down. Uh, he's next to a guy in a gorilla mask, which I thought was funny. And the match just stopped. And I really do not care for any of this. This actually really fucking pissed me off. Likewise, it pissed Regal off. And now we have some fast chain wrestling to pick the match back up. It's just like, you could just see it in his face. He's like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> he just takes it out on poor Hoover. I think there was a few stiff shots here as well. So I kind of felt sorry for Hoover here because he's just felt Regal's wrath and he's done nothing wrong. Regal gets out of a wrist lock the way only Regal knows how. Like, a proper clunky front row. <laughs> He's, like, just so slow, but yet he just manages it. And uh, he attempts an underhook powerbomb, but Hooray reverses it into a head scissor takedown. There's <laughs> an Irish whip into the corner, but Regal steps up and off the turnbuckle and into a drop kick. Fucking hell, do a moonsault, Regal. Like, <laughs> just doing all these little things that I've never seen him do before. A 430 is attempted by Hooray, but Regal moves out of the way. And aggressively and comically, Fist pumps the crowd in a proper Wario way. <laughs> it's like, just like, oh, I missed this fucking pumping up. I fucking love Regal. It's just so comical. The Regal stretch is applied and Hoover taps immediately. Um, it was okay for the last minute and a half, uh, but fucking hell, as, as per usual with the show, the potentially better matches are marred by cutting away to distracting stuff that really isn't necessary. I mean... Do this in a fucking Mike Enos match. Actually, no, because the Mike Enos match in this is actually quite good. But, um, <laughs> but just do it in a fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan match, obviously. Of course I'm going to say that. You know, just don't do it in matches like this. Come on, it's not right. Yeah, it, we obviously want to see uh, We want to see the match for what it is, don't we? It's two stars that we, we, we do hold in high regard. Um, yeah. But then... I thought, you, I thought that you were rating then, or Dead Meltzer's rating, it's two stars. I'll go, yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> <what it were. laughs> no, there's no Meltzer's ratings today, sadly. Um, I'm sure yeah. we're all devastated about that. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be double double duty for uh, for Hoovy today, actually. Um, obviously, he doesn't wrestle again on, on the televised show, but he does uh, he does wrestle at the end. There is a match, uh, a dark match after the show has uh, wrapped up. So, um, yeah, he's put a shift in today, Hoovy. He's obviously... Turning the right heads in the old WCW management department. 
But I agree with this six thing. He did look a little bit. I, I have this. I have this problem with six on a microphone. Like, oh, he can't talk. He can't he talk. And he just doesn't have the voice for a promo. You know, like mm. people. People need to have a certain like. Kevin Nash has got a voice. Scott Hall's got a voice. Hogan. I mean, Hogan. I don't know. Doesn't really have a voice, but makes up for it with charisma on a microphone, I suppose. Yeah. Flair's just batshit crazy. Um, <laughs> That's it. Same with Savage. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's either be Six. crazy or have a voice for it, and and, and Sean yeah. Waltman just isn't there. And the thing is with Six as well, uh, Sean Waltman, he's that he's a little man, but he's got such a deep voice as well. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. Like <laughs> it makes up for his height. We were like just this raspy. Uh, deep voice it's so weird <laughs> so weird like if he, if he didn't have the beard and he had the short hair if he, were, if he was still the one two three kid cutting promos like this I'd be like yeah no way your balls are just dropped mid in the middle of a promo here <laughs> <laughs> but no it, it, I, I think I don't think it's like a, a lack of charisma I think it's more of the inflection it just doesn't know it just doesn't know how to enunciate like like a normal human being. I don't know how to fucking enunciate. Listen to me fucking run down a match and bloody garbling all over the place. Yeah. That's just me. But we're not on but, TV though. You know, we're... No, exactly. We're not fucking professionals. Exactly. Not not yet. We're only... Well, we're nearly two years in now. <laughs> Believe it or not. That's really weird to think I, about, isn't it? I, yeah, it does. I not even fucking thought about that, to be honest. <laughs> I, and I think we said this last year. It's like, it doesn't feel like a year since we started. It doesn't feel like it's a year since I said it feels like he, it doesn't feel like a year since we started. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, that man, that is fucking weird, actually. Fucking hell, yeah. I, I, I keep forgetting that it's March. Obviously, this this episode is my birthday episode, isn't it? So, holy yeah. hell. Uh, what uh, the Time fuck? has taken what your once youthful looks, Mark. Yes, that's why I grow a beard to cover half my face. <laughs> <laughs> and mine, well, it just it just grows in grey. <laughs> but hey, shit, baby face, I get fucking told I don't look thirty at work by you know colleagues' mum. So there, there we go. go. There you go. And then get called cute by a ninety-one-year-old. So good effort yeah. on the ninety-one-year-old though. Like fair yeah, fucks to that one. She's 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 batting it right out of the fucking park, isn't she? At ninety-one, <laughs> she's living her best Larry Zabisco life. Oh, she really is. <laughs> I had a great I had a great conversation with her today. You know, she is living her best life. Good, good. Um, even when it's, it, I know this is off topic, but this ninety-one-year-old woman, she didn't even look 90, 91. It was re- really, she was like an enigma. She was walking around like she was in her seventies, not her fucking nineties. <laughs> and she was with her son, and she was just saying like, "I'm ninety-one. I'll do whatever I want. I'm gonna have the full fat Pepsi." And her son says, "How about some heroin?" She goes, "Hey, why not? I've got this for it." Oh, I fucking love this woman. <laughs> wow, at ninety-one, dude, like mm. fucking hell. I think my nan's I'm eighty-four, sorry, I, and I wouldn't have said that to her. I'd be like, "Nan, do you want some heroin?" She'd be like, "Shut up." Yeah, <laughs> you could tell they have a good relationship. Yeah, just like the banter, it was fucking brilliant. Solid. Really made my. You could tell really made my day. Did that. Good, good stuff. That's the kind of stuff that you want to work in that environment for, isn't it? Quite wholesome yes. material. <laughs> yeah, wholesome. A fucking ninety-one-year-old saying, "Yeah, I'll have some heroin." <laughs> I don't think that's wholesome. <laughs> that's the definition of Blackman with Darwin wholesome. That's about as wholesome as it's going to get. <laughs> I suppose that's true, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to quickly talk about uh, Regal's, uh, Regal's submission here. Obviously, for people that might not know, or you might be a younger listener to this podcast, and uh, you might have missed the old boat when it comes to Stephen slash William Regal. Um, so this, this, this Regal stretch is like a leg lock with a, a chicken wing type combination at the same yeah, it's, time it's it's a modified stf yeah yeah and the arms up I, and everything like it's fucking brilliant it looks brutal doesn't it it looks absolutely yes. brutal and like well hoovy can't even tap 
He's sort of waving his hand. Yeah. <laughs> you see on the replay at the side uh, where the camera is, it's just yeah, like waving his fingers, it. like tap, 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 tap. Yeah, it's kind of like if you broke if you broke your wrist and your hands just flaps, it was just kind of like that. I think I emphasized a little bit too much when I said Hoovy taps. He does not tap. No. <laughs> he tries to tap. He just sort of goes. <laughs> it's just insane. It's it's he, impossible to tap to. I mean, that's part of the beauty of it. I think. Jesus uh, Christ! You made it sound like a fucking hostage in a bunker. Then. <laughs> <laughs> It may as well be the way he's tied up. Yeah, he's also wearing a mask, so there you go. That as well, and all that hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's probably choking on the hair as well. Yeah, we've all we've all played wrestling when we were younger, but nobody ever put me in a fucking in in that hold, and I'm so glad. And I'll tell you why no one put you in that hold because everybody fucking hated this guy in school. This is true. When we're young, everyone hated that guy. Yeah. Even the fucking the most purest of British bloody conservative voter hated this guy. <laughs> It's because he fucking slagged off his own people. He'd come over... He, I remember watching a pay-per-view. He came over here, obviously, and he's, like, getting fucking cheered out the fucking building. And it's like, you know, talking about the Argos catalogue. And it's like, oh, it's really high times, you you people. You're on the dole and you can't afford uh, Christmas presents for your children. Like, you're just supposed to be the fucking hero in the hometown. You're just slagging <laughs> off your own people. <laughs> Boo. But you look back on it now and you think, fuck me, what a guy. Yes, he was good. He was really good. Yeah. One of my favourite wrestlers of all time. I have to say, in hindsight, he really is. Yeah. Let's hope he's, uh, he's on a few more nitros now. Like, he's, he's given us a showing. Uh, I know he's been yeah. interrupted a few times in this match, but yeah. And, and just to think, he was probably inebriated at this point as well. Probably <laughs> on... He probably probably suffering. He's had a fair few injuries at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that he was suffering badly with drink and some drugs as well. He has, he has been very open that he he did work while under the influence, and he says it happened a lot around this time. So mm. to say that he's working inebriated, quite possibly, you won't notice. No, you wouldn't, especially with a guy no. like Uvi Guerrero, because he's going to be zippy as fuck. Yes, you, know. you have to fucking keep up with him. Yeah. Oh, and he really does just regal in this. Like I say, fucking, he just like when he when he has that really angry moment and just starts taking it out on him. He's just like he's diving everywhere. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was a good good and, match of styles these two. Yes, really good match really of styles. Enjoyable. And I wish uh, wish we could see more of it with uh, lack of six. Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, t- <laughs> t- oh, oh, you could put six in the match with them. Fucking make it a triple threat. I'll really fucking go for that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not put the cruiserweight title on the line? Fucking hell, we, cl- we put it on a guy. We, we put a, a guy who's clearly not a cruiserweight in a cruiserweight match tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> why not get Regal in? Why not get Regal in there? I, I did note that. When we get to that, we'll talk about that. Um, it's a ringside with Tony. Uh, once Tony points out that Sting is here, Sting cowers, closes his court, and gets up and walks off. Uh, he was yeah. meant to be interviewing <laughs> uh, Regal, but that never happened. Um, nope, he just goes. Yeah, even after a break. Oh, we'll get an interview with Regal after the break. No, you won't. Regal's back off to Blackpool. Which, side note, I fucking I do mark out every time they say, from Blackpool, England. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, it's not where we're here. from, but it is down the road, and it's like, it, it, yeah, it's good shit. It, it's, really, it's really weird, because you hear that, and then you hear where Barrett, from Preston, England. Hey. Yeah, Pre- Preston's a different ball game, in it? <laughs> What's yeah. Preston famous for? Like, uh, I think they've got a hospital. <laughs> free shopping centres yeah yeah it's a city for no fucking reason whatsoever yeah I don't even think they have a cathedral do they I no idea couldn't care less to be honest yeah, yeah. That, that's it you know I mean I know that's an old, a really old thing you don't have to have a cathedral to be a city but 
There's, there's something in, in, the se- in the central square, isn't there? But I'm not sure if it's a cathedral. I think it's probably just I, a church. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so next up, we're going to see uh, an advert for the Faces of Fear advertising the WCW Nitro shirt, which I'm all in for um, because yeah. the entire thing and, is in Samoan. And Tongan. Oh, Tongan. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's fucking great. Like They yeah. had to put sub- subtitles at the bottom, which were very bold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they weren't like <laughs> WWE Network fucking subtitles. Although having said that, given you usually watch these with the subtitles on, did it say anything? I actually didn't watch this episode with subtitles oh, right. on. <laughs> I was just like, no, I've got to take notes, I've just got to get on with it. I just didn't even bother fucking turning subtitles back on. For some reason, it keeps defaulting itself. That would be because I turned them off. <laughs> oh yeah, we're sharing, network. We're sharing yeah, a, yeah. an account because <laughs> fuck the WWE. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we see more highlights from... Uh, Halloween Havoc, uh, this time it's Luger versus Arn. Uh, it's noted, obviously, that Arn has gone to hospital. Uh, he was let out on the stretcher and it wasn't looking good for his arm. Arn's arm. <laughs> uh, and it's also noted that Eddie uh, Guerrero... I was going to say Arn to Arn's Arn. Uh, Arn, Arn. Fucking hell, that's hard to say. That is hard. Arn Arn's Arn. That's the one, yeah. Let's yeah. not say it again. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page versus Mike Enos. Um, okay, yeah. Bitch slap to start off from DDP. It's a message. Uh, did you overlook DDP's reaction when he came out? Maybe. Yeah, he got a big pop. Oh, did he get a big pop? Yes. Yeah, I didn't and know. I, and I could say it's clear he's on his way to being a top star now. Yeah, I think um, I think the incidents in this match as well they they probably helped elevate the yes. guy. Um, he's making friends in the right places behind the curtain. Let's put it that way. So there's a messy tie-up from one corner to another. Enos manages to get off some rights uh, and a big clothesline over the top rope that gets a big pop. But after diverting his attention to the ring steps, just kicks him away or whatever, uh, DDP gets the upper hand with a gut shot and a whip into the guardrail. Into the ring again, and a big sit-out powerbomb uh, for a two-count from DDP. Big clothesline off the top rope with absolutely nobody watching because the outsiders have come out of the NWO fire exit that's become synonymous with them. Um, Distracting DDP who gets suplexed by Enos for a two count after an attempt at a diamond cutter. A reverse neck breaker and a leg drop from Enos. Uh, Enos then guillotines DDP on the top rope. There's a short arm clothesline shortly after and a press slam from the whip. That gets a two count as well. Uh, we've cut to the outsiders a couple of times now, which seems to be, uh, it seems to show them supporting DDP, if anything. Uh, Larry does say, I smell a fish in this one as well. Enos gets DDP up on the shoulder, uh, ready to run him into the corner, but DDP manages to get his feet onto the turnbuckle somehow to stop any momentum and stop Enos from running. DDP drops down, maintaining the headlock, spins Enos around, and boom. It's a diamond cutter. The the outsiders are elated. Uh, Nash holds up a diamond hand symbol, which he should be careful for because (laughs) DDP did sue Jay-Z for that. And the referee (laughs) can count three. Or beyond, because Enos ain't getting up from that. Oh, fucking. Oh, my God, that diamond cutter. It was a nice like, one. Oh, the, this is one thing I'm actually loving right now. Like, they just keep finding more inventive ways for DDP to hit the diamond cutter. And I'm pretty sure a lot of this is DDP himself. Oh, absolutely. Because he used to write out all his matches and all that. So, yeah, it, it was just, like, really, really clever how he came came to that point and again it got a fucking huge pop from the crowd yep. and it, and even now the commentary aren't hiding the reactions they're actually acknowledging it it's like it, it's just clear it's, his ascension is absolutely clear here he's fucking hell DDP is undeniable at this point yeah. this is a guy that you could just turn in first next week and without any reason and no one will give a shit 
the crowd want to cheer this guy. I want to cheer this guy. Yeah. And he's a good heel, that's the thing. He's a really good heel, but maybe maybe it's just how good he is, or maybe it's just because he's such a lovely man now, and <laughs> really, really, really well revered in the wrestling world, that I just don't want to boo him. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, going back to what you were saying earlier on about like synonymous colours of with wrestlers as well, he's he's in his synonymous colours here as well, isn't he, mm-hmm. to me? You, you, you blue and black's always DDP colours. Yes. Um, Even though he rocks the pink... He does. I've got to say, he does rock the pink. Yeah. Not many wrestlers do rock that colour. He fucking rocks it. Yeah. But yeah, blue and, blue and black. And that's me, very minimal experience of DDP in WCW. Yeah. Blue and black is what I've always associated. Well, black and blue, I suppose. Mm. Uh, more more black than blue, but yeah, I yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And we won't discount Mike Enos in this one as well. I think he did a fucking right. stand-up job. Yeah, I, I was actually really surprised when it when it's when Mike Enos came out. Like, oh, here we go. <laughs> the pace is gonna really slow down. No, he were really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. He turned a couple and, of heads in this one, I think. And, and I think it helps that DDP gave him stuff to work with as well. Yeah. Because I don't think he's getting that a lot. Like, uh, DDP knows how to shine an opponent up, so you have to give him credit for that. Yeah. But Enos put the work in to make himself look good. The weird moments aside, where he just kicks the ring steps for no fucking reason. It's like, you're going to hurt your feet if you're not careful, dude. That's true, yeah. It was a bit of a bizarre way to sort of divert your own attention, but <laughs> yes, I guess it was creative, <laughs> if, if somewhat a little bit, uh, I don't know, lacklustre. I don't even know he was creative. I just thought he did it off the cuff. Mm, maybe. Oh, yeah, this match needs something. I'll kick the ring steps. Yeah. <laughs> no, you fucking idiot. Do a moonsault. <laughs> <laughs> do a moonsault on Tony Schiavone. Fuck it. Yeah, J- Jesus Christ. I think that's my, my go-to thing tonight. Do the moonsault. <laughs> Uh, back to Halloween Havoc with the recap of Dean Malenko and Rey Mysterio Jr. for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Rey Rey did lose the title. Dean Malenko is now the champion. And we're about to see Dean Malenko defend the Cruiserweight title against Jim Powers, of all people. Yes. Who's accompanied to the ring by Teddy Long. And, um, yeah, first thing I've put is out of nowhere, Jim Powers gets a title shot. Yeah, he would... I actually had to do a little bit of research, and at this point, he was billed as 235 pounds. Holy fuck. (laughs) And I'm looking at him, I think he's bigger than that. (laughs) Nonetheless, he's 15 pounds over the limits. Yeah, he is. Yeah. At at the least, I think so. It's like, we had this, we've had this discussion, not me and you, but just like the wrestling world has had the discussion with Buddy Murphy when he was Cruiserweight champion. It's like, he was so fucking jacked, there was no way that he was, and their limit was 235, uh, sorry, 230. Uh, were it? No, 205 their limit was. 205, 205, yeah. 205 live. So it's even smaller. Yeah. No way was he with 205 pounds. No. That makes it even worse. There was no way. Maybe 235, maybe 220, but not 205 pounds. He's too big for that. Yeah, way too big. Unless, uh, unless it's like a Brock Lesnar situation, very top heavy, but really skinny arms. Uh, skinny legs, sorry. Hollow legs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this is this is another one where you know the other guy who in Jim Powers, much like Mike Enos, we're expecting or, or things might not be as good as they really should be. But Jim, he, he, he puts in a good effort here as well. But again, yeah, Dean gives him a lot to work with, and um, yeah, yeah, we uh, tie up and there's a hammerlock reversed by Jim. Uh, apologies, because I do have to call him Jim and Dean because Powers yeah. and Malenko just takes up way too much fucking. Uh, not only does it take up too many characters, but it's also a bitch to spell. <laughs> <laughs> when when everything's happening rapid, you can't be typing out Malenko and then your fucking keyboard just goes like that. Start <laughs> talking Tongan. Uh, I've just sold a WCW whoa, whoa, shirt, so I don't whoa. know. 
Shit. <laughs> Leg sweep by Dean, though. Uh, there's a tie-up again, a side headlock from Jim. Off the ropes, fails uh, as Jim holds on tight. There's a second attempt, which also fails. There's rights from Dean in the ribs, sees Jim thrown off into the ropes, but Jim runs into him big time with his shoulder. Um, big slam from Powers sends Dean out as psychosis is at the entranceway watching on. Uh, Walking very uncomfortable. Yeah, very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, like that mask. That mask is quite tight to his face as it is, and he's got big hair, but he's got a hoodie on, and it's like I don't know if he's like half got it up or something, but it it, it just looks like he's packing in it. And I think the hoodie might be a size too small actually, <laughs> but it, it did not look comfortable at all. No, he didn't. Um, I kind of felt sorry for him. No wonder he fucking takes that mask off further down the line. Drop to a hold from Dean. Uh, but Powers again spins it around into a hammerlock uh, on the mat. Uh, Dean rakes the eyes and slams Jim's head into the turnbuckle, stomping a mud hole in Jim shortly after. The snapmare and a headlock from Dean. Uh, Jim up after a moment, but as he goes off the ropes, Dean runs in with a knee into the guts. Dean whips Jim into the corner, but moves when Dean runs in. Gee, obviously Jim moved. Atomic drop for Jim, <laughs> from Jim, uh, and a 10 count of headshots on the turnbuckle. A big clothesline, but only a two for Jim. Uh, right, so you actually said a 10, it was actually 9. It was 9 and then 1 on the other corner. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the fans were just chanting along yeah. and that's it. And I think he just stopped and kind of like realised that the fans were chanting along. It's like, oh shit, I'm getting, I'm getting the pop here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, he just goes and does it on the opposite turn, but and gets a 10. I actually fucking laughed at that. I thought <laughs> it was really, really funny. Yeah. I mean, Malenko is staggering around though, isn't he? So, I, yeah, I so that really that. helps. Yeah. Um, I think that was an audible. There's a whip. Two leapfrogs from Dean and a big right hand only gets two again. This guy, this is that it got a little bit sloppy there. Um, yeah. So the, it's almost as if they went back to do the spot again on on different ropes. So there's a whip and then it's a gut shot and a kick of the legs. There's a whip again uh, and a big beautiful power slam from Jim. It was really really nice. And really I think, nice. I think yes. what made it nice was was Dean actually putting his head up and then tucking his head down. It just looked it just looks so silky smooth. Really 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 nice. Um, but Teddy Long is distracting Nick Patrick uh, Dean Malenko with a back roll through reverse sunset flip type pin combination <laughs> I've, just, I've just named every fucking thing under the sun there without knowing what yeah. to call it yeah uh, it was a, a dinkly flip a dinkly pin yeah. like, I'm just, like, just coming up with random names for things now so initially because I only I literally caught the back end of it and I thought it was a backcracker into a pin but obviously he's rolled through hasn't he so he's kind of he's kind of scissored around the, the, the sides and then rolled back and it, yeah it's um creative let's put it that way um, yes Nick Patrick obviously sees this and uh, it's a three count and for some fathomable reason Teddy Long is complaining to the referee about him complaining yeah because there were uh, it there was another pin attempt from Jim Powers and he conveniently hurt his neck oh I see right okay so so he was completely distracted. And yeah, I, I struggled to get that out then, and the reason why is because I'm fucking sick of this now. I really am. <laughs> it's so overplayed at this point. Right, this guy has got a bad neck. Stop putting him out there. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to put him out there, put him out for one match. This is happening in almost every fucking match now, and I'm, I, I don't give a shit about the Teddy Long fucking Nick Patrick feud. I really don't. It's going nowhere. Yeah. It's not like they're going to have a match. It's not like Nick Patrick, uh, Nick Patrick is going to give him his shirt. He'll hurt his fucking neck trying to do that <laughs> and say, you do my job. It's not like Teddy Long's going to become a WCW referee. He's going to become a referee in WWE. 
What is the point of this? Just fucking quit it. I'm tired of it. Do this for the NWO. Do this when there's NWO wrestlers in the match. Yeah. Not when there's any old fucker in a match. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fair shout. I think... I think... Um, I mean... Part of it may be that I got hard for that power slam. Yeah. And that's part <laughs> of the reason why I missed what was actually happening at the side of the ring. But I'm glad that you pointed out that it was Nick Patrick because... Seeming, I mean, of seemingly, course it's Nick Patrick. Seemingly, I am ignoring it. As you've just said, like, I'm sick of this storyline. Seemingly, I'm just ignoring it now. <laughs> so that says a lot. Brian is sick of it. I'm ignoring it. And, yeah, I don't even actually think we, I've mentioned at all in these notes that Nick Patrick has something wrong with his neck. There is something later on, but it's not really anything to do with his neck. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, we have to be in the twilight of this fucking storyline now, surely. Yes. I mean... Does a broken neck take this long to heal? It's not even a broken neck! <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking broken neck, yeah. If it's a broken neck, stay at home. Yeah. Take a few nights off. Take a few months off. That's it. Billionaire Ted paying the fucking checks. Like, statutory sick pay ain't going to be fucking £14 a day for them fuckers, is it? No. <laughs> yes, that's a legal thing over here, by the way, for anybody else that does not live in the yeah. UK. <laughs> £14 a day if you're sick. Yeah? Yeah. You might like to have our NHS but you don't want our sick pay um, so yeah Long and Patrick are having a bit of a heated exchange outside uh, blah 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 we see, yeah exactly we see yeah. an advert for part for the course part for the course yeah we see an advert for the, for the WCW magazine of a, a 1995 sting um, and then there's a yeah so weird I mean have a recap you think, you think they would make a new advert wouldn't you you would wouldn't you yeah Yeah. stop reminding us of this thing this thing is dead he's gone like he's having a transition why keep reminding fans of the surface thing gimmick it's like it's pointless at, the, at, at this time just get a new ad yeah you, like I said billionaire Ted loosen the purse strings a little bit buddy well, new advert come on I have, I have a theory on that one basically Hogan and Savage's contract has come up more news on that later as well Sting's disappeared oh. which makes sense so Who's the last person? Who's the last bastion of hope? It's Lex Luger. But good luck getting Lex Luger to fucking cut an advert. Fuck. Do DDP, have DDP do it? That, have, Rey, have Rey Mysterio do it? Yeah. yeah, he's not great on the mic, but he's, he's popular. I mean, I don't think Ray Ray's contracted at this point because um, he's contracted to Treble A or whatever Conan's running this week. Um, uh, DDP right, probably okay. just isn't at that level, but it's a good shout. Yeah, maybe, so, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, you have Rick. Have Rick Floyd do it. Fuck it, you know. Yeah, he's not doing anything at the moment, is he? He may as well. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And who? And, and anybody will go for that. Regardless of his character, anybody will go for that. You know, just him going woo. Do we see? You know, do we see W Magazine? I think we did it. You were going for it, though, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really good. You didn't. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I realised what I was doing. I'm like, why am I doing it in the woo voice? Don't we see W Magazine? That's not Rick. That's Jimmy Hart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wouldn't sell magazines. Yeah. WCW magazine, baby. <laughs> when did we get this stuff? Get Meng and Barbarian to do it. It'd be fucking great. <laughs> With subtitles. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. Seriously. I'll fucking, please, I love do too. not do do not do a fucking Meng impression, please. I'm, I'm not I'm going not, to. I'm not, after that, that possible racist comment you made earlier, <laughs> I'm fearing he's going to come for us. You know... I, I think he's going to bite my nose off. We've theorised this in the past. And, 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 he never no, and my nose is big. My nose is big, so it'll hurt more. Just re- remember, we were looked into statistics before Red Circle changed them all. Shout out to Red Circle. Um, and there was that one person in fucking Tonga 
who was listening to us. <laughs> we were speculating. It could be Meng. Yeah, we could always hope that he doesn't speak English at all, so he just doesn't understand what we're saying. <laughs> he probably, he, you, we're mocking him, and he's probably mocking us, like, you know, ha-ha, funny voice. Yeah, well, I think he's funny got a words. great sense of humour. He has to be. Yeah, yeah, he has. No, to be fair, he actually does speak perfect English. I've heard him on um, Talking Jericho before. I do not listen to that podcast anymore, but a few years ago he was on that, and uh, oh my God, what a lovely man. Really? I know I know, I know. I'm saying something considering he fucking scares the fuck out of me. <laughs> he's a scary dude, but he's only a scary dude if you get on the wrong side of him. Yeah. He is a lovely man. Yeah. So humble. Fantastic. It's like, he's a guy that could have potentially been a world heavyweight champion, and he just doesn't care. It's like he just doesn't have it in him. He's, he, he, he's, he just says he has a great wrestling career. He actually, I think he said, with him, it might have been somebody else, but I'm pretty sure it, it were him. He's saying that one of his very first contracts with WWE, he actually appeared to have like a, a village uh, be um, rebuilt. Yeah, I've heard in his that. hometown. Yeah. yeah, so like that. that's where he's money. That's where it. The yeah, Aotonga, I think it was quite impoverished at the time. Yeah. It probably still is, to be honest with you. But he just all he wanted to do was uh, like his people. He wanted to give them a better life. Yeah, and that's it. Like, and yeah, what a what a lovely book that's to nice. say he will bite your nose off if you get uh, <laughs> if you piss him off. And he is legitimately done that, according to Bobby Heenan. So there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I can't even remember what I was going to say about um, Meng Fu, but yeah, I agree. Uh, oh yeah, I know what I was going to say. Wrong era. Like he's a world champion in the eighties. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, he's, yeah. he's he's absolutely fucking killing people like fucking Dusty Rhodes and and you know all, early nineties even. Yeah. And I mean that kind of character. Yeah. Different from everything else. Totally. That kind of wrestler. Different from everybody else. Like he 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 stood out. It yeah. would have been perfect. But racism. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. Bastards. Um, Good shout. Another. Not a good shout on racism itself. No. Just a good shout that, that racism was the problem. You know, I don't want the podcast police coming after me. No. I, I think we're always stepping the line here, Mark. We <laughs> really need to be nice now because uh, we could lose everything. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Havoc recap for Faces of Fear, speaking of the devils, uh, versus the Horseman. Uh, and there's something between Kevin Sullivan and this woman, says Tony, as, as the recap uh, ends. Mm. Yeah, he's a. Uh, He's on the ball, he's Tony. Yeah, he's not Mr. Trick, has he? Uh, no, we, up, we, saw, we saw that ages ago. <laughs> next up, Jeff Jarrett Keep versus Ricky Morton. Um, calling out to the WCW magazine habit song. <laughs> uh, so the statute of limitations on using the same song twice is two minutes. Yeah. Weird. Yep. Side headlock from a tie-up quickly results in a hip toss and some crowd participation. Uh, Morton ducks a right in the corner, gives his own, but Jeff floats out and drops the toes. Uh, walks over Morton in return. Jeff playing possum with the arm to get an advantage doesn't work as Morton throws Jeff over with some arm bars and a slam with the arm trapped up the back after coming off the middle rope with a crossbody. Uh, Jarrett, ma- Jarrett? Jarrett married- manages to get Morton guillotined off the top rope. That's twice I've said that in one episode and I don't think I've ever said it in the fucking podcast history. <laughs> um, to get his advantage. Suplexes and a drape on the middle rope with a running leg onto the back. Um, I never know what to fucking call that. No, neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a, there's, a, there's a good few wrestlers do it. I just don't know how to describe it any any better than no. that. It's hard. 
T- really hard. Tony runs down how fans can get tickets for the next pay-per-view, which is ironically called World War 3, seeing as that's what's about to happen in the fucking real world. Um, oh, Christ, I think this is where we're actually trend. Like, if we just hashtag World War 3, we might end up getting more listens. Yeah, that probably means we have to do World War 3 as a watch-along, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here right, comes yeah, Putin! Putin's out! Oh! <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> Making light of a war, Jesus Christ. We really need to tour the line. Wow, dude, you want to fucking, you want to log into Reddit. Like, war? Fuck me. It's just joke paradise on there, war. I, I just like how the way you said war, I was just like, huh, what is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Yeah, they should just do that over there. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Why Russian not? soldiers yeah. just pointing guns at you like, just confused as fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, we really need to, like, uh, you know, uh, we at Rock Bottom apologise for everything we have said. <laughs> we at Rock no, um, I love it when you say that, because I always think of the wrestling I think move. I've done that before, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I've done it. I think I did it on the last episode of the episode before, or something like that, yeah, yeah. No, um, we know it's a serious thing, but we, we, what, yeah, there's been serious things on this before. We we, we just, we're not, we, we don't we're, take it seriously, do we? No, we, we do take it seriously, but we, we have to, like, we have to find some joy in life, I suppose. It's a fucking miserable world to live in right now, and we're all scared. We're all scared about what's going on. That's it, dude. You know? I mean, and, and we're fucking. We are. We are fearful for the Ukrainian people, and we just. We. we oh, what can we say? We hope for better days. There's not much more we can do, and uh, yeah, when we're when we're making jokes, we're not making light of the situation. We're just like. We're cheering ourselves up and we're cheering our listeners up and trying to provide a distraction from it. That's it. That's the op. And yeah. we've done it about Don't, things do in the not, past. Yeah, do not take us seriously. We yeah. are not shitting on what's going on. No, not at all. I mean, fuck me. I was I was knackered last night and I, I couldn't sleep. Was it, was it last night that he shelled the fucking nuclear power plant and they were saying yeah. it's going to be like Fukushima all over again? And it's just like, I, I, I was still fucking awake at like half three in the morning feeling nauseous and thinking... You know, what if it does fucking kick off? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I even, I, and I'm not a very anxious person, but last night, fucking hell. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, my mind just went to like, what if the worst fucking happens? What the fuck am I going to do? What are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like, it's four minutes. You know, if, if those fucking missiles go, it's four minutes. That's all you've got to phone the people, tell them that you love them. You're never going to see them again. It's just a fucking, you know, so we, today. We only hope. That even if Putin came to that, the people that surround him are like, no, no, this is too far. Yeah. We will not, we will not be pressing that button. Yeah, that's you it. You know, and and I, I and I, I don't even have a slight hope. I, I maybe 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 I'm just a naive thirty-four year old, but I'm, you know, I just got this thing in the back of my head that's like, surely there's somebody there that's like, I do not want to die for this cause. No, I but I completely believe that, mate. I, I completely believe there's somebody in that office. I, I believe that there's somebody in his vicinity that has been fucking lying to everybody for the past fifteen years. There's a reason why the US and the UK keep getting intel. You know, there's somebody in there and if push comes to shove, he's just gonna go for for Queen and Country and just pop the guy off. And that's gonna yeah. be it. So I, I, I I'm not worried about it, but I am worried for people who were over there, people that I don't even yes. fucking know. You know, at the end exactly. of the day, they're fucking people. Just Well, it's funny you said this because uh, just a couple of days after after Russia invaded the Ukraine, I actually bumped into a couple of Ukrainian people in work and 
fortunately they've been living over here for quite a while, but you can just tell that you can tell they're not sleeping, you can tell they're you know, they're very fearful, they're very scared. Obviously they're gonna have family over there and I didn't really talk to them, I didn't really get a chance to see them, but just like I just looked at them and like and, and I, I know they were Ukrainian because, like, you, the, the guy had, like, a Ukrainian fucking football shirt on and they weren't talking English with that way. They were definitely talking, what, talking like, Russian or Ukrainian or what have you, some, mm. some kind of thing. You could just tell, like, but you could tell they were scared. Mm. And, like, it, it's so fucking hard when you actually see people like that. And I could be completely wrong. They might not be Ukrainian, but I'm just assuming Ukrainian football shirt, it probably is Ukrainian, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's... It is fucking devastating, to say the least. Yeah. Oh, it goes out to them, and obviously we support them. We hope that, you know, this comes to a, a very, a, a much more, I don't know, positive outcome. You know, like, just, just end the fucking thing, put your hands up, Putin, and just fucking say, you know, I went a bit too far. Fuck I this. fucked up. Yeah, I fucked up big time. I resign, and, you know, you might actually escape this with your life, because what you're doing is just not cool. It's not cool at all. It's just... Nope. It's just... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. So yes, we do. We 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 do make light because this is a podcast of of. of we try and keep it as positive and, and light-hearted as possible. You know, we, we we wrestling of all things in the entire fucking universe is one of those things where we have to deal with proper shitty subjects and shitty people, and you know, we still find a way to sort of make a make a make a a joke out of it. If you know what I mean, just yeah. because. We want to keep it light-hearted. If you take life too seriously, you know, you're not going to enjoy your life. We're only here once. So, to anybody that's listening, if you are listening out there, it, it, I don't know how. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we really do. We pray and hope and, you know, we'll, you can donate to Red Cross. You can, you know, there's, there's plenty of, like, food. I know my, my workplace, they're doing, like, a food bank thing and everything like that that's being set up for for people who are affected um, obviously, I don't think it's getting flown over to the Ukraine, but it's it's going to be distributed to people who are affected within this um, country. There's a lot of uh, refugees going to be coming into the country, rightly so. Um, that and are be- obviously, with me working in a retail environment, like I work for a top supermarket chain, Red Nose Days uh, coming up, Comet Relief, and obviously there's a lot that goes into that. It is a charity-based uh, event, and... They, they they work they work with many many different things and I'm pretty sure like with with what's going on, Ukraine is going to be at the forefront of their mind. Yeah, and so just by association of my job, technically we are doing things and yeah, it's uh you know if, if you can even if you can just do a little bit you know a little bit goes a long way. You know, I, 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 I do encourage it. Even if it's just like if if someone's doing a collection and you just put fifty p in, I mean fifty p that fifty p can can go a very long way it goes a longer way than what you think you know, just just do what you can and don't feel like even if you can't afford to do much you can only afford to put in a 50p don't feel like you've done them done on the slight you haven't you've done more than what a lot of fucking people would do you do a lot more than what a lot of fucking politicians will do so there you go doing a lot more than fucking mike madden because that <laughs> seen as yes. we're on that fucking topic i may as well because obviously we slagged him off at the beginning of the fucking episode <laughs> the guy was basically on twitter telling people to stop fucking virtue signaling and stop supporting ukraine if you the only way you can support ukraine is going over there and fighting shut the fuck up you fucking wanker seriously yeah, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about 
Uh, oh, so fucking virtue signaling, fuck off. There's no such fucking thing as virtue signaling. It's all it's called being a fucking decent human being. Fuck off. People that use that term are not decent people. They don't like people being decent people. They're fucking full of hate, and they can't stand it when people are just not of their ilk. They're like, oh, yeah, that's a nice guy. I'm just going to fucking rip into him because I'm a cunt. You know what? Yeah, fuck you, Mike Madden. You're an arsehole, and I don't like you, and I never have. Hang on. And, and you know what, you can come and fucking, even if you listen to this, you're probably not, but even if somebody actually says, oh yeah, these guys said this about you and all that, come on, just tell us that you fucking made it and you made up this whole money, all this money. I don't fucking give a fuck, mate. Who gives a fuck that you made it? Yeah, you fucking made it. You really did. You wore a fucking Hawaiian shirt on WCW TV. <laughs> Good job, mate. Good job. Oh, you also wrestled Mean Gene Auckland as well. Like, that doesn't pop ratings, dude. And you certainly do not fucking pop a rating. No, not at all. Not at all. Just, I mean, in in what in the definition, in the terms of virtue signaling, surely what he said is virtue signaling. Yeah, exactly. Like, you fucking hypocrite. You know what I mean? Like, you're just absolute fucking vermin. And I, lis- I listen to Rick Flo's podcast, right, because obviously he tells old stories and blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff. It, but they may you're as well call that. It. Yeah, you're not listening to him and condoning what he's done. You're listening to him because he's just telling stories. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you may as well fucking call it the Mike Madden podcast featuring Rick Flo. Because he, all he does is he starts telling his fucking stories. It's like, mate, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm listening to Rick Flair on Rick Flair's podcast. I'm not listening to Mike Madden telling me about the fucking Super Bowl. Shut the fuck up. If I wanted to hear you talking about what you do as a profession, I would listen to your own podcast or the fucking thing that you work for, be it fucking ESPN2 or whatever. The fact of the matter is, a guy like... and People, even if you can't donate 50p, the fact that you fucking put your flag up, as you know, your profile picture is something like that, you change it to, to yellow and blue... You know, if you're doing something like that and people in that country see that who are war-torn, you know, that lifts their spirit. If it lifts it just 0.1%, you've done something good. Mark Madden shitting on your effort because all you could do was just raise awareness about what's happening in the Ukraine makes him a fucking disgusting human being. Yeah, it really does. It really does. And we know that he's probably just doing this to get a reaction and saying this to get a reaction. But the fact is, if that is your go-to to get a reaction, then it really just underscores what an asshole you really are. In fact, it actually makes you fucking worse. If you don't have that belief and you actually put that out there just for the sake of getting people coming at you, getting the likes, getting fucking a little bit of response for whatever fucking reason, it makes you worse. It makes you a fucking grifter. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you are taking a very serious, serious world issue for your own personal gain. Yeah. That is worse. Just love. So, regar- love. regardless, fuck you, and I just cannot stand the man. He's a disgraceful human being. Yep. Yep. Prick. F- fucking wanker. And come at us, mate. Just so yeah. you know. We, we, fucking we, we only live up the road from Anfield, so if you manage to get fucking three seats on a plane over to Anfield, Liverpool has an airport, you come up here, mate, we'll have a chat with you. We'll yeah. have a fucking chat with you. Yeah. <laughs> fucking wanker. Oh, I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the hottest I rose have been on this podcast. Like, you know, I I, I would just like listening to what I said back and like blah 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 blah. I'm like, I've never spoken so confidently. Like, <laughs> See, it's it's when you get that this it's adrenaline in your head, isn't it? It just yeah. makes you like everything just lines up in your head. But when you've got Jesus. a common common thing like common like hate <laughs> yeah it just is like fucking I, I just i've never liked him i didn't like his voice he's just the worst commentator he's best read in print 
right? You know, because he, he obviously works in, he works with fucking whatever he works in, what media fucking, I think he's freelance or whatever, doing stuff for the NFL and, and football and just do it in print so I don't have to listen to your fucking bullshit because you, you, you've definitely got a voice for fucking print. People have a face for radio and you've got a voice for print. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why we're on radio. We've got faces for radio. <laughs> this is true. This, <laughs> this is true. But the fact that he was in WCW in 2000 and uh, again, it was sparse, you know, when, when we were watching it on Channel 5 and stuff and then like one week it's fucking this guy, another week it's another guy and then we got to, you know, T- well, I got to TNT again and, and, and saw that it was fucking Mike Madden, watched the pay-per-views on VHS, which I've still got to this day and you've got that fucking wanker sat on a fucking table with great icons of the business like Bobby the Brain Heen and Mike Tenet, Tony Schiavone. It makes me sick to my fucking stomach and he can fucking talk about all the stories. Yeah, I was in a bar with Ric Flair and we got hammered and there were all the girls there blah 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 yeah 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 the only reason that girls were around you is because you were with rick flair mate you, you you've you've shown this week with a tweet like that that you are a disgusting human being and that no woman should ever go near you you know you you've, i'm pretty sure you live by yourself enjoy your money mate because that's probably the only real thing you're ever going to get near to fucking oh. I right. think I, I think I'm gonna have to give Beth a text and just say, run Mark an ice bath because he might need it. <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah. just feel your veins popping out. <laughs> just, I, I think that's that's like I said, 2000. That's 22 years of pent up frustration oh, on Mark Madden, and he, I've just gone over the edge this week. I've gone yeah. really over the edge, like. And that's the other thing. Like, if he fucking wants to say stuff like that, it's like, mate, you live six thousand six thousand miles away from a fucking football team that you apparently support. I've been to Anfield more times than you have, and I don't even fucking support Liverpool. Fucking tosser. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things to criticise him for, he's like, yeah, just being a little supportive when you fucking live in America. <laughs> no, I, I've got it, I've got friends over there that actually do support British teams, but yeah, just like. I think it, I made I made a, I made a poor correlation, right? Um, I, I think <laughs> I, I, basically what I've done is, is disclaimer. Is, yeah. He, so he said he said if you support uh, if you support Ukraine, go and fight for them. And I've said if you support Liverpool, go to Liverpool FC every week. Ah, uh, okay. I'll take and I think it, real point. I, they're very different things. Obviously, one's a very yeah, fucking serious matter. The other thing is a fucking football team. You know, at the end of the day, the football doesn't fucking matter at this point. But it's, I just thought I'd put it in something so fucking layman's that. That, that even he'd get it do you know what I mean and it's just don't, like a little thing down. it's like you can't even fucking get the little thing right so don't start talking about the big thing baby steps mate you come to a fucking Liverpool game first yeah you show your fucking support to your fucking apparently your favourite fucking football team glory hunting twat <laughs> fuck's sake so yeah um, uh, yeah I'm not proud of that that comparison because it's they're on very different levels but yeah I was trying to I was trying to fucking why was I even trying to do it why no was I a bit dinner? That's what I've yeah, done. That's it. Sometimes I've rose to the bit, and it, that pisses me off even more. Yeah, sometimes you just have to, just like, just on the off chance that they are just expressing their true views, and some things you just cannot ignore, and you just have to say, "Listen, pal, this this is out of order. You're a cunt. Fucking <laughs> shut up. Get in your fucking corner and shut the fuck up." Yeah. And the thing is, as well, in the comments, there were people supporting him. Like, just oh, like, you're going to oh, get that any time, yeah. Told, I've and told people to do that as well. It's just like, well, you can get in the bin as well. Yeah, that just makes you just as bad. Like, fuck off, mate. Just fucking the internet, man. Just, just real life, man. It's just like these people walk among us. 
well, he's 6,000 miles away. He wouldn't be walking next to us, would he? So I wouldn't have had to fucking put up with his shit if fucking Twitter weren't. This is why I come off Twitter for months yeah. at a time, because something like that irks me up, and then I start thinking, no, no, you're losing your shit now. Now you need to go off it for a bit. <laughs> Can't by the way, down again. <laughs> and I don't think Mark Madden's walking anywhere. Fucking bumbling more like... <laughs> You remember that episode of Family Guy where you just see uh, Stewie with a big trombone behind a fat guy going... (laughs) If I see Mark Madden walking, that's what's going through my head. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. That should be his... You know, I've got to fucking hunt down that match against me and Gene. I've got to wonder if he's got entrance music. I'm just going to put that over it. I'm just going to dub it over. (laughs) As he's making his way to the ring. Oh man, the 2000 WCW is going to be fucking great. We are just going to shit on him from such a great. Oh heart. yes, I can't fucking. Yes. I, I was actually like earlier in the week. I was saying to you, I, I, I'm fucking, I'm not up for fucking 2000 with that country around. <laughs> but now I'm like, I can't wait to shit on him from a great eye. Again, common hating. Yeah, I, I mean, we're going to have the subtitles and the audio on to pick up on every single fucking soundbite that that cunt says. And if he can I- say it without having something in his mouth, that'd be impressive. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, that is the grossest fucking image. Oh god. (laughs) Right. We're in the middle of a Jack Jarrett match here. Yeah, World Boy 3. That's what we were talking about, weren't we? We went from World Boy 3 to fucking Mark Madden. (laughs) Jeff goes, oh shit. Sorry. (laughs) Jeff goes, oh shit. Yeah, so do we. Jeff goes to the top rope. There's a big crossbody, but momentum sees Morton roll through. Uh, off the ropes, Jeff with a DDT. Was it a DDT or spinning? I think Larry said it was spinning netbreaker, didn't he? I think. I yeah, think he I did. Wrong. Um, there's an attempt at a figure four, but Morton with a small package. Uh, only for a two count, barely a two count. Into the corner, Jeff runs in, but Morton rolls through for a two count. Uh, a single. Oh, I might have got this wrong as well. Single leg atomic drop. Is it basically where they drop him on one leg? Yeah. Um, and then it's another figure four. Uh, but this one will see Jeff get the win. Um, don't know if it was submission or pin. I, I think it was submission. Yeah, uh, figure four. Again, the the crowd turns around because there's somebody at the uh, fire exit for the NWO, and it's the giant this time. He's saying he can huff, he can puff, oh and he can god, blow this, Nitro down. This fucking promo, man. Oh, my god. He's definitely taking tips from Hulk Hogan, isn't he? It, it just goes on. And on, and on, <laughs> and it's so incoherent. Like, it's a bit meh. He sounds like he's just had a, co- uh, co- um, a Toby Carvery and then just come out. Like He's just <laughs> full, of, full of food and he's gas, and it's like, mate, you had your point. You had your point. Like you say, if you if you, if you had the opportunity, you were huffing bluff, and you blow, the, blow Nitro down. You made a giant reference. Yeah. End of that, you know. Fuck yeah, it, you know. Just off. Yep. Yeah, that's it. You made a statement there. You don't need to do anything else. Going on for fucking two and a half minutes about random shit. Like, how many references can I get in here? Like, the one. The that's old cliches. That's all you need. Like the one. Like this is the one that fucking got me because obviously he's talking like this, so everything's sort of fucking spread out. And he says, obviously Jeff's a new horseman. He's been past the torch. No. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that. Yeah, uh, Tony actually did announce that he is part of the Four Horsemen now. Yeah. And he's yeah. still coming out to that fucking Mario Kart music. <laughs> Mario Kart music. <laughs> I made this analogy before. It does sound like fucking Mario Kart. It does. You're right. But he, he says it's a wet match. It's like, fucking hell, man. That's just so fucking tame. 
Yeah. Pass the torch. No, it's a wet match. No. He says Horseman saved Jarrett uh, as Giant was about to choke slam him, uh, but he but he says it won't happen again. He says that all the Horsemen are scared and Jarrett's yeah, so basically he threatens to kill Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, and Jarrett's, like, Jarrett's day is coming. Yeah, that's where he threatens him. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so so I, we arrest that man. So yeah, so we go to ringside to get Jeff's side of the story. Uh, who's who's <laughs> there with Tony Schiavone? Uh, Jeff says um, if he wants to get the job done, he needs to come on down and we'll finish it. But Giant's already fucking gone. Probably holding his head in his hands, thinking, "What the fuck have I just done?" Jeff says it was a big night last night. He says everything he was said he was going to do, he's done. He says the NWO walls will crumble, but only WCW, only when WCW unites. The dungeon jumping Ben Warm at Michael Lex attacking Orange Sting not being a leader and Piper saying he was rest he was wrestling when Hogan was playing baselines, but Jeff was born into wrestling through blood, sweat, and tears and says like every other organization, the NWO will fall. WCW has been here since 1905 and ain't going nowhere. Right, it really has not been there since 1905. We've been oh, no. through this. Yeah, no, we have been not. through this. First yeah. and foremost. I actually did put, like, he stumbles over his words and the content just isn't really there. The content yeah. is there, but it's just a jumbled mess. Yeah. Like, again, you're, you're interviewing a guy that's just had a match and he's still a little bit gassed. And Yeah, you can see it as well, can't you? And obviously yeah. he's, work, he's working with Ricky Martin, so he's having to put the fucking work in as well. Like, yeah, yeah it's... It, I, I've, I've been quite defending to Jeff Jarrett, but I can't defend this. No, You know, no. I, I get what he was trying to do. It just didn't click, I suppose. You know, no. and that and that match didn't click as well because a lot of it was worked in an eighty style due to Morton. And I know that's in Jarrett's wheelhouse and there's some nice moments, but that's if you're into that style wrestling. And I and I was just fucking bored by it. I really yeah. was. Yeah. Just not my kind of thing. Like it works with Rick Flair, it just doesn't work with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. You know, Completely I, I, agree. I I've I've seen a more aggressive Jeff Jarrett than I like and this just wasn't it. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely a skippable match, but then with all due respect to Ricky Morton, um, once you see that name on the card, you kind of think, oh, yeah, well, I probably yeah. don't need to type the notes out for this one. And no. Lo and behold, we did. <laughs> Next up, we're going to see the amazing French Canadians, Carl Ouellette and Jacques Rougeau versus High Voltage, Kenny Chaos and Robbie Rage. I always forget what their names are. <laughs> Every single time I forget their names. Shout out to cagematch.net <laughs> for the old Shout- copy and paste of the card. <laughs> I um, didn't even do that much. No, <laughs> gotta do French... my home. I've gotta do my home homework. <laughs> gotta do my hair. Gotta do my hair for the podcast. No, I'll just go in homework. It's like how do Gotta do my homework. <laughs> God, fucking hell! It sounds like a bloody static keyboard from two thousand two. <laughs> oh right, okay, yeah, okay. So Stacey Keeble is not at this event, but dude, I'm seriously considering going to this for the love of wrestling event in Liverpool now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like so I emailed them last week, um, because they do they let you send stuff in to get autographed and as you know I'm a big autograph collector, so I've got a couple of posters and stuff like that. Um and I thought rather than going down there and paying like an entry fee, blah blah blah, um I'll just send them in because they're only they came out of WCW magazine. That's like Tori Wilson and there's the Goldberg's there and fucking everything. So I'm gonna get a lot of stuff signed. Um They announced Sting today. So I'm just like I'm teetering on the edge now. So they've got right, Ray. Yeah, we've got to fucking go. This will be uh, a Nigel Gen podcast day out. 
Yeah. <laughs> or a weekend out or whatever. The the lineup's insane though. Like Kurt Angle's there, Bray Bray Wyatt, Sting, you know, there's there's fucking so many people. All three of the what were they Vince's girls, Vince's harem or whatever they were called. All three of them are there. Like you can get a photo with all three of them. Um there's, there's just fucking it's just insane. And initially I was just like I said, just like gonna send some stuff in, but now I'm seriously contemplating just like going. Like me and you will just fucking we'll just fuck off down there, man. It's after Beth finishes a tour as well, so she finishes. I think she, we come back on the, I think we come back on the Wednesday, and the event is on the Friday, uh, on the Saturday and the Sunday following, twenty fourth and twenty fifth of April. Um, we, we've literally just given a fucking free plug to to the for, for, for the love of wrestling in Liverpool <laughs> that we're not going to get paid for. But fuck, man, I am seriously fucking considering it if you're up for it. Yeah, I'm fucking definitely going for that. Sweet. Like I, I, I don't get starstruck. I really don't like. I don't feel like I have to meet people right like that. I just it's just never been that way. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, I, I would. I met Brad Friedel and I was just like former Robbie's goalkeeper, by the way. Uh, and I'm just like, yeah, this is Brad Friedel. Yeah, cool. Fucking hell, you got a tight grip in your hands, there, fella. You know, <laughs> his hands are massive as well, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, very, very big. I mean, his wife's well happy. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> but yeah, got got to go to it because it'd just be. It will be. I I won't lie, like. Just thinking about it, yeah, I don't get starstruck, but I think if I if I was there, I'd be starstruck. Like, it, it, I, I have a funny feeling I'll just get into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd just, just be cool. It's like, just an experience, really want... isn't it? I'm the same, man. I don't get starstruck at all, but, like, it's just an experience, and it's a, it's a chance to just sort of fucking go and, I don't know, you, you can go and have a quick chat uh, and get some like memorabilia from somebody that you fucking watched on TV for the past fucking 30 years that have yeah. been quite influential on your life really aren't they taking yeah. you away from fucking shit times and all that lot. I'm actually looking at the list here and Kurt Angle's part of it so I'm sold yeah. on that along because I like Kurt Angle but then I see Adam Sher and I'll be like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah stay away from uh, stay away from some of them JBL's there as well so you uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go to JBL and say JBL right I've got a question why have you spent the last fucking what 20 odd years scourging my family name Fucking drop the right <laughs> show, you twat. Uh, yeah, there's some wrestlers I won't like to make. Fucking Trish Stratus is there. I'm in. 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 Uh, yeah. There's certain people I just like to ask like silly questions, like you know Fred Upman, like just ask him about the Shopmaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, March, I mean, March Dinetti, uh, ask him about sleeping with your fucking niece or whatever it fucking word they were on about, and then said it was hot, like fucking weird or. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Fucking uh, that, that weren't too long ago either, were it? Oh, uh, seriously, right? You you read the list and it just gets worse and worse, and then it's like a couple of highlights, and then it just goes to shit. You got Kurt Angle, Bill Goldberg, Bray Wyatt, Adam Shirt, cough cough, Bray Wyatt, uh, uh, Braun Strowman, yeah. uh, jo- Joseph Rudd, uh, Eric Rowan, I think that were uh, MJF, JBL, Sting, Tori Wilson, Victoria, Tristratus, Mickey James, William Garcia, Road Dog, Billy Gunn. Bully Ray, Devon, Candice Michelle, London Braves, SoCal Val, Ted DiBiase, Mike Rotunda, Tatanka, Fred Ottman, Scott Steiner, Lonnie Poffmort, and Genetic Rivers, we get the last boys on Elheimer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it really trails off at the end. Yeah, it does. Like, seriously. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd like to go punch Saggy Nobs, though, but fucking can't stand the guy. Uh, that, that's Brian Nobs, I just call him Saggy Nobs. They just, they just blend together. That is know? the one. That is yeah. the one. Just, yep. Oh, God. Earl Hebner, you know, I'll see if he'll sell me a fucking counterfeit Steve Austin shirt. <laughs> see, that, that's the thing, you can't trust that guy. He might give you an autograph, but it might not, might not be his. That's true. Oh, uh, Dave Hebner? 
Yeah. <laughs> His fucking to... twin brother. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to watch him. Uh, uh, to watch him uh, who am I writing that this out to? Brian. Uh, Brian Hebner? That's your son. <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll consider it. Um, I, oh, no. I, I, I think it'd be a good weekend out, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in a place that's actually quite central as well. Like, yeah, not, me- not mega central, but. Yeah, Port of Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. Not, not too bad. Let's keep it in fucking mind. Eh? Keep it in mind. I'm um, all for it. I really sweet, am. Sweet, sweet. Oh, it's all coming together nicely, nicely. Because I wanted to do the, the Wales Comic Con, but it looks like they removed Sting from that, and he's gone to for the love of wrestling. So, ah, uh, we'll see. Um, right. So, what was that, Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, French Canadians are fucking great. This should yeah. be fun. The French Canadians attempt to sing the anthem, but it doesn't last long. And high voltage in a tandem attack uh, attack them as the tick as the ticker ticks for the hour two. Uh, there's three double team basic moves from high voltage as they know the cameras are not focused on the ring for the fireworks and the entrance way. And as we come uh, back no to surprise. the ring, <laughs> yeah, as we come back to the ring uh, with the next lot of commentators, the French Canadians are on top. Uh, Chaos pancaked onto the top rope, looked kind of sore, but the French Canadians continue with a double teaming. Uh, continue double teaming with Patrick pretty much doing nothing about it for a good minute. <clears throat> um, rapid tags, electric chair, top rope, fez press. To me, Mike Tanier called it something completely different, but it's definitely a it's definitely a top rope fez press. Fez press to me. Wait, am I no? Actually, fez press is that isn't the one where they sit on the chest, is it? It's more just like a, a like a leap and pushing them down to the ground and punching them. That's literally it, it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was Austin that did that, weren't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Austin did that. Okay then. Well, I'd, I'd, I'm stuck uh, on how to describe <laughs> it, but basically, it was pretty cool. It's a it's a long way to fucking drop down. To be yeah. fair, they did a move. It was all right. It was probably the best move of of, of this match. Um, <laughs> Can't describe so, it. Best move. And while the French Canadians celebrate, the Nasty Boys attack high voltage, and then the French Canadians, uh, no contest. Sags is on the mic, uh, a bit bitter about Hogan and what he's done over the past couple of weeks. Is he says, that, it, it, "Really? That's what this is about?" Because <laughs> all I put is uh, the Nasty Boys garble and spit their way through a promo. Next, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, uh, he says that they don't need to be long. Sting doesn't need to be long. Neither does Piper. Nob says that they might not be liked or wanted, but they're nasty, and they've been that way since before the NWO or before WCW was even thought of. Nineteen oh five, remember? Uh, he says he says it's good to have the knife sticking out of his back. So let's get ready to rumble. Get sued because get... you're gonna what? get sued for saying that. Oh. You can't you can't say let's get ready to rumble. You get sued. Uh... He's just done it on fucking TV in front of yeah. fucking five million Mac- people. Michael Buffer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, get these two cunts off my TV. Yeah, we thought they were gone, and they've just fucking come in and fucking done this. Bastards. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that you know that stench is going to stick around for quite a bit longer. Yep. And so these two cunts. Where are the Steiners? Are we thinking, yeah. You know when Lee Marshall comes out later on, he's in Michigan, like, and I'm thinking, oh, Steiner country, and then I think, where the fuck are the Steiners? <laughs> no fucking idea. Mm. Weird. Contracts are fucking. I don't know. Um, next up, Ray Mysterio Jr. versus Jimmy Graffiti. Um, Ray is coming down to the ring and he does say something to the camera about yeah. Dimalenko. Yeah, he, he says like um, when he, when Dimalenko beats him, it took a piece of him away. Like what? What? Are you just trying to appeal to the 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 
the, the man inside the mind court, he's a fucking ice man. He don't give a shit about your feelings, Ray. No. You know, no one gives a fuck that it took a piece away out of you. You want to be aggressive. you you got to have aggression, dude. You've got to want to get that title back. Not, oh, poor my free wings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stop with that. Come on. You're a wrestler. Yeah. You may not look like a wrestler, but you are a wrestler. So go out and learn fucking wrestle and get your bloody title back. Well, he's dropped with an electric chair drop as he gets into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> what a way Just, to start. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a pretty decent electric chair drop as well. I mean, yes. Noting that it is Jimmy Graffiti who's had one appearance previous and, and yeah. Was it well, really good? <laughs> yeah. Um, spinning sit-out powerbomb, that wasn't too bad either. Uh, there's rights and a whip off, but Ray reverses. Uh, a monkey flip, a moonsault to the feet from Ray from the corner. Uh, Jimmy with a crossbody, but a drop kick from Ray. It was a um, second turnbuckle crossbody, I think it was. Um, Ray in, backdrop to the apron, lands on his feet. There's a springboard body scissors Hurricane Rana out of the ring. You can tell I'm just making shit up now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> down. Jimmy gets the advantage though. He throws Ray into a guardrail. Uh, there's a running sent off on sent on off the the apron uh, that gets gives a massive thud on the floor. Uh, back in the ring, there's a pancake. There's been lots of pancakes on this, and it was Shrove Tuesday as well. Yeah, you call it pancake, and I call it a flapjack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, we're fucking hungry, aren't we? We've yes. Just had to, um, we've got sweet tooth. Need somewhere in Blackburn and Darwin that does crepes. Fucking hell. Oh. No crepes for ages. Uh, there's a two count after that flapjack slash pancake. Uh, strikes and a sleeper for a moment. <laughs> a flapjack slash pancake. Like, <laughs> you, you ever hear these for the uh, fusion restaurants and be like, oh yeah, it's Scottish Hawaiian. Like, just random <laughs> yeah. weird thing. Like, that, that's a fucking fusion and a half, I believe. Flapjack pancake. I think it sounds great. It, oh, it does, yeah. It Gotta sounds sickly, it. but it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ray sent off into the ropes. It's a baseball slide, though. Ray manages to get to get the knees onto the shoulders of Jimmy Graffiti to somersault over and unleash a rolling drop kick while holding Jimmy's arms. Then the Hurricane Rana into a pin. Oh, so good! It was, <laughs> and that's going to win it for Ray. He's going to get a three count. Um, yeah, I, again, I wasn't expecting Jimmy Graffiti to be able to fucking be up to Ray's level here, uh, but not bad. No, he weren't. It were a decent match. Yeah. Really decent. Yeah. So, he this we've uh, actually had a real good trend in this episode. Like, yeah, good match, decent match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's only been, like, uh, just trying to go through my notes here. Uh, well, the uh, Jeff Jarrett match was a dud. No, well, so, that's it. But we wouldn't expect Jeff Jarrett matches to be a dud. They're, they're usually no. passable, aren't they? Yeah, At it's worst. just because it was... Yeah, and, yeah... I, it, literally the only dud so far. Yeah. So it has been a really good episode. It does, yeah. And now you can is... see why I was really looking forward to talking about this one. <laughs> we get some really good wrestling. Yay. We've, got, we've got an advert for the uh, for the NWO shirts again, uh, but now they're selling caps at $15. Um, Fucking that expensive. Was, <laughs> that's what Beth said. And Beth's a Kiss, Kiss fan, so you know she knows what expensive is. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, like, when this advert was on, though, and I didn't say this to her, I probably should have said this to her, so she, she, started, a, she started a Kickstarter when people are listening to this. She started a Kickstarter last Friday. Um, so, basically, people can, like, sort of fucking... You can throw a fiver in, and, and, and it'll help pay the costs of the album to get distributed and printed and, and everything like that. And you get some pretty funky stuff out of it if you, if you sort of donate more money. Um and I was so obviously she's got t-shirts in in the going and stuff like that. And I just want to cut an NWO advert style t-shirt where somebody. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm going to be the giant in the back going buy the shirt or something like that. Um, but I just really want to fucking. I think I just like the aesthetic of it. Uh, and even though we've seen this advert probably 
fucking 20 times now. It doesn't really get old to me. Right. It's just um, like, they're having so much fun with it, and it's just so ad-libbed and, like, unscripted. I just think it's great. Right. It's funny you should mention this advert, by the way, because I have really forgotten about this, and I'm pretty sure I've noted it in the last couple of episodes, um, and I'm going to have to, like, go back and watch these advertisements and get the screen cap, but there's a really fucking weird but funny screen cap of the giants from this advert. It just pulls this weirdest face... Like, you know, it just like it just stops it in for a second and it goes, you know, uh, this this was a paid announcement from the NWO. You know, it just, as it finishes, like in the last couple of weeks, it's just cracked me up every single time I've seen it. It's just the weirdest look. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and I'm going to screen cap it. I'm going to send it to you, Mark, and I'm going to put it on the Twitter because it's just fucking brilliant. Right. Sounds good. Yes, it is. It really is. It's a cracker. I, I think, honestly, it'd make for a good caption contest type thing. I really would like it. I think we should just get like the listeners involved in, in this. Just like, yeah, just put it on Twitter and just give you, you know, give you the captions. Give us a good laugh. Come on. Do it. Absolutely we give you a good laugh. It. You yeah. give us a good laugh. Yes. Yes. Give and take. We give, give, give. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah, if you do that, send it to me because obviously I fucking miss that. But I can imagine that it, 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 it is the... Like, I think if you get the right... There's probably three or four of them, to be fair, if you get the right, right. screen caps. I'm pretty yeah. sure if I was to go onto YouTube, uh, I could find a compilation of every single NWO paid announcements. So I'm searching could. every yeah. NWO paid announcement onto Google right now. And I'm going to go and see... Um, uh, maybe not. Um, well, maybe that's what we need to do. Yes, I think... I think that would be a real good little uh, thing to put on our YouTube, that. Mm, Just a, compila- sure. a compilation. Um, maybe- Thankfully, I've still got all the fucking notes of every episode. Yes. So I can just type in N- NWO ad, and it's going to come up with every time there was an NWO ad. So I'm not fucking sifting through. Although, having said that, the the little things, at the, the blocks at the bottom on the WWE Network, they tell you where the adverts are anyway, don't they? Most of yeah. the time. So, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, as we said, Lee Marshall is in Michigan for next week's Nitro. Him and Eric have a little bit of a catch-up, say don't go bobbing for apples. I don't know what the fuck that means, but apparently it's a thing. Um, we didn't notice... We Sorry, I didn't know earlier on that AC Green, because I don't really know who AC Green is. No. Really, really sorry, guys, but we really don't. Um, I just but, said some basketball player, which is, I think I've done that for every time sports person. In, in this podcast so far yes but like some NASCAR driver some football player yeah <laughs> you know um, some baseball player so obviously as you say he's a basket- basketball player and you can tell because he's like 9 foot 9 um, but, and he's wearing an NWO shirt but he's giving shit to Nick Patrick which somebody needs to update AC Green on the current storyline because uh, <laughs> should be in cahoots with Nick Patrick if anything uh, and next up is going to be Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit accompanied to the ring by woman and only woman just so you know. Um, and this is going to be injury versus injury here, but Eddie is actually legit. So yeah. if you're what? taking this, uh, it's, up, well, it's up to you because obviously I texted you back, didn't I, and said... Yeah, I'll, I'll take this. I'll take this. Okay. I've got the notes for it. Yeah, and, I, and as you were saying, I'm just saying, interesting dynamic here as both wrestlers are nursing injuries. Eddie has legitimate broken ribs, which are taped beneath his singlets, and Benoit has his left shoulder taped up, though it's not clear if his injury is legitimate or not. I assume it's not real, but nonetheless, both competitors will have to work around it. 
Yeah. Now we did we in the in, in that Halloween Havoc episode we 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 discussed Eddie's injury. Now was yes. it definitely broken ribs? Yes, right. Because I, I said I, spleen, didn't I? Yes, I've I've looked it up and Evan said he's got broken ribs. I see. Yeah, right. You know any any news outlet? You know any fucking yeah. um, dirt sheet and all that? Said he had broken ribs at the time. So yeah. yeah. The fact that fucking WCW just said, like, yeah, here you go, here's a match for you, it's, it's a bit sad, really. He should not be wrestling. I don't think he should. I think you're right. But I think also Eddie's, Eddie's like, no, 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 I want to, I want to. Yeah, there's probably that. He's obviously that. trying to prove himself, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, there's probably that part of it as well. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, he's having to work around it. And obviously, Benoit's got a storyline injury. Again, I'm assuming it's not real. So he's having to work around that. This It, it does make for... A different match. I don't know if it's a great one. I, no. I, I, I didn't hate this match. I just didn't like because we know what Chris Benoit and what Eddie Guerrero are, are capable of. You expect more. So yeah. what you know, it. This is good storytelling, but in terms of a match, it's not brilliant by any means. But we'll get into that. Um, Eric says the NWO don't want Saturday Night. They want Nitro because they are the reason for the ratings, which. You know, honestly, they really are, aren't they? You know, you can't argue that. I suppose you have a point. Uh, I'd be interested in the NWO Nitro. I will say that. Mm. Uh, strong lock-up starts this one, and both are grimacing and grunting in pain from uh, from the off. Deborah and Mongo turn up for an extra air protection, I suppose. Uh, just, like, just try and uh, give, give this match an extra little wrinkle. Eddie takes a powder, and it's clear he's in pain here. As is a trend, we have a distraction from a good match with a split screen promo from Jimmy Hart and the Taskmaster. Yeah. Uh, uh, Taskmaster? Taskmaster. <laughs> it's like me trying to say fucking uh, the Thundertaker again all over again. Uh, <laughs> during that promo, Eddie took down Benoit, who is rolling around in pain. A drop kick to the shoulder from Eddie inflicts more damage. Eddie hits a ropes and Benoit knees him in the stomach, which is a risky game knowing the extent of Eddie's injury. I yeah. have to say that, re- honestly, even our grimacing in fucking pain, like sympathy pain here, just like... Don't want to be seeing him taking moves like that. Benoit targets the ribs some more with boots and fucking stupid paper and an abdominal <laughs> stretch. <laughs> this is why I, I should just leave it on my phone. Boots uh, and stupid paper. <laughs> doing all fucking uh, doing a broady leave, just fucking hitting him with a paper. Um, yeah. <laughs> pick it up. <laughs> That's yeah. good shit. Yeah. And an abdominal stretch, but Eddie uses a sore arm to escape. Benoit and Eddie trade chops in the corner, but hope for a comeback, comeback, comeback is cut short, and Benoit applies another abdominal stretch. Benoit whips Eddie into the corner, but Eddie stops short and does the 10-point spot, but only until 9, just as the crowd chanting, uh, just as the chanting crowd, I should say, and hits an uppercut for the 10 chant. I have to say, I fucking really, really love that. It's <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Sadly, the shenanigans as woman distracting it, Patrick, and Mongo hits Eddie in the ribs for Benoit to crawl over and get the win. Uh, an okay match. I mean, I think I've said that like five times here tonight. Yeah. Uh, different from what we are used to. There's no aerial maneuvers or crazy white chain wrestling, but a reliance on psychology. But I've got to say, fair foot sweaty for being out there as it's clear it should not have been. I've said it before. This. This was a moment for him to take a night off. And yes. Again, maybe, maybe they just said, no, we had this match book in advance and you've got to go for it. Or maybe it's just him saying, I've, I've got to have this match. I've got to do something. I've, I've got, I want to be out there like that. But um, yeah, if anything, it just sold a good story. It sold two good stories, but just didn't make for 
a good match. Not yeah. for these two standards, anyway. No, no. We expected more, but as soon as you saw him coming out with injuries, you, you just knew, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so, at the beginning of this uh, match, Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit, Bischoff details that before... Uh, well, a few weeks before the NWO was negotiating their own TV show. It's now no longer going to be Saturday night, which they were showing uh, matches on, but it's going to be Nitro now. And yeah. they want they also want TBS to nominate them for a cable award because they are the reason why Nitro is so successful. Yes. Uh, I didn't know. I did not know that. I just said, like, yeah, they were just arguing that they're good for the ratings, you know, and like you say, yeah, it, it's right. You know, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Post-match, we see Nick Patrick ringside with Tony Schiavone and his apparent attorney. Yeah, now, who looks remarkably like Wayne Zelinski from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I just <laughs> yes. <fucking look. laughs> Good shout. That's a great shout. Or Ed Begler Jr. I can't really describe it. I think Wayne <laughs> Zelinski is probably the more apt one. That's fucking ace. Well played. Um, <laughs> it's the fucking... It's the glasses. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He says any questions that are to be directed to Nick Patrick now have to be directed toward him. Uh, he says Patrick has been a hard-working professional here at WCW and he says that he was unfairly questioned in the Hogan-Savage match and that this controversy didn't have to happen in the first place, but it did because of Chris Jericho. He claims that Chris Jericho injured Nick Patrick further as Jericho comes out in streets and states that everybody knows that Nick Patrick is not injured. He also says that he's a paid employee of the NWO. Uh, and as the attorney attempts to talk to Jericho, he says, you're just a fly-by-night, um, something or other. But there's so much <laughs> going on in this that I actually like sort of stopped. Like, I don't know, I was rapidly trying to type to keep up. At this point, um, the attorney's asked if Chris Jericho struggled to associate with other kids when he was growing up, which is just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, is <laughs> He's a fucking attorney or a psychologist. But here comes Teddy Long. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this fucking pro in this segment? Um, he comes out to say that Nick Patrick is sandbagging. Okay, inside of terms. <laughs> <laughs> he attempts to ruin and he's attempting to ruin the career of such a rising star as Chris Jericho is. The attorney says that all of this is slanderous and that there's to be repercussions. Whoever this I, attorney you know what? is. I, I agree, it is slanderous because who the fuck is ruining Chris Jericho's career? This is the first time he's really had any interaction with this guy. Even Nick Patrick, I think, has had like one match with Patrick, and that's about it. You know, I said one match with Patrick, with Patrick in it, and that's it. But, you know, all he's doing is defending WCW's honour. He's not doing anything. He's not threatening to fucking ruin Chris Jericho's career here. It potentially could be, but he's not even said anything. What the fuck is, what the fuck is Teddy Long gone about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just as confused here. It's just like, you know, first Jericho comes out and he does actually like cut out fire, you know, cut a fire promo. And yeah. Teddy Long just fucking wanders out. It's like, whoa, slow the fuck down. <laughs> so this You know, this it's is... fucking, you're like cramming fucking 50 pounds of shit into a 10 pound bag here. Yeah. And whoever this attorney is, he's most definitely good at being the slimy sort of get you want to take a swing at. Yeah, again, like, like Wayne Zelinski. Yeah. He, he, he or Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> yeah. He's the smallest guy on the TV, uh, but he's really patronising. Uh, he's, he's used to layman's terms as well, like and, just like really getting under the skin. Of, and he's uh, buttering Nick up so much, like you yeah. know, he's fucking yeah, yeah fucking uh, attorney lawyer pack here. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, 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 as much as I would like, just like. Come on, guys! This is way too much here. Like it's, it's like two minutes, and it's just like boom, bang, boom. Like yeah. I, I really just 
like I found this guy so hateable and I just enjoyed it as yeah, a result. Yeah. You know, it, it, for what it is, he's good. He's really good. Yeah, fuck knows who the guy is. Uh, fuck knows if we'll even see him again. I don't even think he's a real attorney. But oh my God, I hope we do see well. him again. <laughs> he spoke well for a heel, let's put it that way. He's just one of them skinny guys that had the money to go to the WCW power plant and they were just sort of like, well, no, but we might have something for you. And he's just like, okay. Yeah, weird stuff, man. Really weird stuff. But it was just like, like you said, it was just like, boom. Boom, boom, boom! Like it's just like there's so much going on here right now. Like I don't know what to fucking what do I do? My brain's about to explode, and then just Teddy Long just walks out randomly. <laughs> I know Teddy Long and Nick Patrick have got their fucking issues and stuff, and that Teddy Long might even be fucking trying to scout this young up and coming star called Chris Jericho. But fuck me, it's just like can anything else go on in this fucking segment? Like fucking hell! <laughs> right, I'm actually just looked up uh, Nick Patrick's attorney on the on onto Google and I've actually got two different segments so yeah spoiler he's going to make a return smashing so, yeah and uh, yes he's going to be in a return with Jericho and Teddy Long again so yeah, that's weird and I'm getting nothing I'm looking in the comments to see if anybody just says like yeah I know who this guy is yada yada and I'm not finding anything but the top comment is I'd hire that attorney <laughs> <laughs> like okay that guy's got some fucking skeletons in his closet if he's saying shit like that <laughs> oh definitely yeah yeah um i'm next- really gonna find out who the fuck this guy is I'm just yeah gonna- that's gonna be a fucking that's gonna be a quest it is yeah nice. you you know all you guys out there you know the the, the populace with your eden ring you're, you're playing that game and you're on those quests this is our quest here guys yeah. you know <laughs> And we're probably just as likely to get into some trouble and get hurt along the yeah. way. But you know, uh, you know, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I just want to know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah. Uh, ooh, interesting. Uh, his attorney is called Alan Sharp. So uh, Alan Sharp. So Alan Sharp WCW is what I'm going to be having to search. Yeah. Uh, I've got his IDMB, uh, IMDB, sorry. Alan Sharp is an actor, known for WCW, non undernatural. That helps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to just go direct to the source in this one and just tweet Eric Bischoff and just be like, who the fuck is this guy? It was also on uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. It, well, you got special thanks on that, so okay. I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Neither do I. Uh, but yeah, that's about they it. They usually yeah. have an attorney on things though, don't they? Maybe he was. Maybe he was just like Saul Goodman, and he just had a fucking <laughs> just... yeah. And, right, so I, I'm... he had like a degree in the Seychelles or some shit like that. Right, so some to... basic law degree. Right, just as I'm going along, it's like Alan Sharp. This is the results. Alan Sharp, IMDb. Alan Sharp, chief executive, chief executive officer of Sharp Edge, uh, Sharp Edge Ventures on LinkedIn. Behind the screen, culture and the Guardian. Uh... That seems to be about WCW. Uh, stage WCW Files Lawsuit versus Wrestler in Desert News. That's from 1998. And then Wikipedia Jungle Boy Wrestler. Like, I don't even know why he's up there. But no. yes, I'm going back to that Guardian be- Behind the Culture. Oh, uh, this is about fucking uh, Glad. So this is about fucking gay rights and all that. 
uh, I don't know what Alan Sharp's, uh, Sharp's got to do with this, <laughs> uh, but that is one for some reading later on. I'll give a reading. I will give that a reading. I will just uh, and I will get back to you. Yeah, you'll have to on the next see, one. Yeah, see what he said when he makes his return. <laughs> Main event time: Booker T with Sister Sherry versus Lex Luger. Uh, we start off with a split screen to Colonel Robert Parker to allay the fears that he and Harlem Heat are not at loggerheads. Um, yeah. Armbar from Booker to start, reversed and wrenched down by Lex multiple times. Side headlock uh, off into the ropes goes Lex. Again, off the ropes. Leapfrog, shoulder block from Lex sends Booker down. Attempted a gorilla press comes down to a belly-to-belly suplex, was it? Into atomic drop. Basically, he just couldn't slam him down. Uh, Close line out of the ring from Lex to Booker, who takes a minute with Sherry on the outside. Back in the ring, there's a tie-up and an instant knee with a choke over the top rope from Booker. AC Green is getting involved again, this time with Sherry, who's saying you can help Lex win. Okay. Lex reverses an initial whip into the corner with a strike, a forearm from Lex, but only a two count, with Booker and Sherry again discussing game plans outside. Uh, Tie up. Knee from Lex this time. Strikes send Booker to a knee and then into the corner. Lex lays the kick-ins like fuck. And Booker is on the floor to the point the referee has to break it up. Uh, He chokes Booker with a boot. Strikes and then rakes the eyes on the rope. But Booker is back with a shot and a side slam. Uh, Booker to the middle. Rope misses the elbow drop. Uh, Lex sends Booker in and back... Sorry. Lex sends Booker in and a back elbow gets a two just as we're going to the break. Coming back, Booker has a side headlock on, but Lex is on the comeback trail. Uh, there's a couple of clotheslines, a couple of elbow drops, and Booker is sent in again, but Booker sees it coming with two kicks and a sweet patented axe kick to the back of the head, but it only gets two count. Uh, Lex sent back in, uh, sent back to the mat with the right hand. Excuse me, good lord. <laughs> Lex sent back to the mat with the right hand and then goes for another slide slam. Uh, to the top goes Booker but the Harlem hangover sent on leg drop misses as Lex rolls out he signals to the crowd for the rack but as he lines him up he spots the one and only sting at the fire exit that isn't the NWO one Uh, Luger jumps the guardrail and through the crowd up to the second tier to chase after sting but sting is long gone Booker T will win it on a count out but which Booker T is apparently delighted about, even yeah. though he was absolutely beat on this one. Yeah, he acts like uh, he's just won a great fucking contest. And he, yeah. It really <laughs> wasn't. Said, I, I told people I was going to beat someone, or I was going to hurt someone, or something like that. It's just like, mate, you were dead and buried here. Yeah. Fucking hell. The arrogance of a heel. I fucking love it. Yeah, I, I um, really do. Yeah. But, uh, so there's a there's a there's a three quarters naked Lex Luger running around the uh, <laughs> running around the arena trying to find a guy with black and white face paint on. Um, but Booker T's one so there you go uh, I th- yeah <laughs> a dull boring plodding match <laughs> what we normally say about a match like this is it's here to further a storyline yes this was just here if Sting wasn't there this would have been a fucking drab match yeah of course yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but still we didn't have fucking Stevie Reeves uh, Stevie Reeves Stevie Reeves Stevie or- Reeves <laughs> Stevie Reeves <laughs> So they, they might have taken a break after this, I don't know. But we go back to Eric and Corey basically add credence to Roddy's interview at Halloween Havoc 1996 after the cameras went off. And Piper went on and on and on and on and on beyond the allotted five minutes that we said we allowed him. Yeah, and I, I actually did say, like, uh, I did a little bit of research about Halloween Havoc 96 after yeah. we'd actually finished recording. You guys were just, like, ready to go to bed. And I was just like, yeah, I'll just search it up. And, yeah, I found the report that he just carried on when they went off air. They just yeah. couldn't get him to stop. It's like, and I just theorised that he's just, you, you know, 
he, he would just left her in the MGM Grand on his own to fucking talk in the ring. So the ring's been taken down. He's just there fucking cutting a promo. Everyone's just gone home. Yeah, he's just cutting a promo on a turnbuckle. Oh, rings <laughs> down actually. He's just cutting a promo on the floor. <laughs> just I'm gonna put I'm gonna actually put the promo in here. So um, the one thing that I'm, I'm gonna say about this is, man, you can you can just tell it in Organ's face, can't you? He's so pissed off. Yeah. Like, because he's being cut off all the time and yeah. he has to back down because he knows that Roddy just won't shut up. Yeah, and he, and he kind of just gets to a point where he just agrees with him and says, yeah, you were on my level. <laughs> just yeah. like, yeah, go home. No, yeah. no, no, we're not going home. <laughs> go home, Roddy, go home. <laughs> Man, it's just, it was pretty cringe, to be honest. Like, oh, really my cringy. God, yeah. You can't... Here's the thing, like, you just cannot give Roddy a live mic, not in 1996, <laughs> because... And, and, and I said for a long time after that, like I, I think it like WrestleMania twenty one where he had a segment with Steve Austin and and he just wouldn't fucking sure up. It went on for like twenty odd minutes, and right. eventually Steve Austin gave him the stunner, and I'm like, yeah, you probably should have called an audible and did that like fifteen minutes earlier. Yeah, like oh my god, it's just yeah. Pretty what bad. is it with this guy? He's one of the best promos in history, in wrestling history, and he just he just went off the fucking rails. I think he just loses himself in the moment, doesn't he? Because he was getting some pops, weren't he? Yeah. And I think once you feel that pop, you, you just lose all track of time. Cocaine is hell of a drug, I suppose. D- d- yeah, there is that as well. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it just it, it, just so fucking weird. Well, after they play this video of um, Roddy going off on one at Halloween Havoc, the NWO actually enters the arena uh, on the live Nitro, and we presume that this is going to be to respond to Roddy without Roddy actually interrupting because they're claiming that Roddy's a one-night-only deal, blah, blah, blah. So what was the fucking point of that then? No idea. Um, this, I, I, I've got to I've got to admit, I enjoyed this. Uh, Hogan claims to be the John Wayne of the 90s. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you really are, you fucking racist. <laughs> nice. Oh, John, so, Ray, John Wayne was a fucking non-racist. Fucking Hulk yeah. Hogan said he's a fucking... Hulk, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan is a fucking Hulk Hogan of fucking 2020 is what 2022. You know, it's just, he's just Hulk Hogan. Like, just fucking, what an analogy. It's just, he just backed himself into a corner with me with that one. I'm just gonna say that's yeah. all I can think of. Uh, yeah, you're fucking racist. <laughs> He says the NWO is a superior body in all of wrestling now and that the war is over. He calls out the Nacho Man from your hospital bed. Uh, Hogan has the ultimate respect for you. Uh, he, he, because he had to carry WCW, but his Slim Jim spine couldn't get the job done. He just crackled. <laughs> Man, I fucking liked it. And he yeah. looks into the camera, he does say, and don't worry, I'll take care of Miss Elizabeth. Uh, We're going back down that rabbit hole. He yeah. reminds us that the Outsiders won the tag titles, again proclaims that he is box office from head to toe, and this is what I fucking love, man, because we talk about his movies and they're so shit, but he has this like delusion of grandeur in character. He probably yeah. has it in real life as well. Oh, no, he's probably, doing it. Probably. <laughs> Wash your mouth out, Mark. Of course he fucking does. We know that. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, after... After Cliff died, uh, I auditioned for Metallica to play bass. No, you fucking didn't! Delusions of, <laughs> delusions of grandeur indeed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just love it. I just love I, it. I think there was one recently, like, I, he came up, I think, it, I think he turned around and said, like, uh, he he was the one that discovered Kevin Owens uh, in WWE. Like, mate, wow. he fucking wrestled on the Indies for over 10 years before he went to WWE. You didn't fucking discover shit, did you, Hulk Hogan? You, didn't wow. get, you did not discover shit. 
prick. Like Hogan watches the Indies. Absolutely fucking no chance. No, he said he, he, he like he said like he discovered him in, in WWE. I'm like, you weren't even fucking there. No. Fuck off. No. I saw a photo of him the other day, like uh, when it was announced that him and his wife were getting divorced, um, and he's there introducing <laughs> it to Brett Michaels, and it's just like, I think it was that was it. Um, oh, Ian Drew. It might have been him, and he's like. So this is Hogan introducing his wife to Brett Michaels to ask if he's okay to fuck her. Something <laughs> stupid like that. Oh like, my fucking, fucking god! <laughs> oh god, Hogan! <laughs> Why do you do this? Why do you insist on making me mock you? Why? It's just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. Right, seriously, I, I, I've heard I've heard of analogy like you know, I can't remember who said this. It might be fucking, uh, oh, I can't remember who said this. It's like, like if Vince McMahon was directing a porn movie, he would just have a dick <laughs> coming constantly, you know, like that. That's just because just it just fucking always spams the same shit over and over again. So yeah, it'd be like that. fucking Hulk Hogan. It's like. I don't even fucking know. It just every every fucking porn movie you direct, it will start with erectile dysfunction. Like <laughs> Newman, <laughs> for fuck's sake! <laughs> Again, the gift that keeps on coming. You know, at this point, it's not coming. It's not. It's not a gift that keeps on coming. It's like I just don't want to see it or hear from it anymore. It's just like, just stop. Go away, please. Oh man. Speaking of Newman, we were watching AEW Dynamite last week, and an advert came on the TV, and it was just like. It was just like they did not beat around the bush either. Two of the boys were here, and obviously Beth as well. We just it was just like can't get hard. <laughs> That's basically what he said, and it's just like Newman. hey, hey, is your dick soft? Yeah. <laughs> they do, just don't. Do, I think they just they don't care anymore. Uh, do you come if your wife touches your dick with a feather? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, oh. I, I, I tell you something because they play these adverts like middle of the fucking day it's like that one fucking time where we're watching Comedy Central I can't even remember what we were watching and it was just me and my niece and then it was like 9 o'clock at night I think there was just some like like family buddy friendly comedy that was on and we were just watching it and it cuts a break and I'm saying family friendly comedy on Comedy Central at 9 o'clock at night and then it cuts to fucking um, that fucking uh, Love Honey advert and it's like oh my god oh man oh, oh it's so uncomfortable it's like, I just get that shame every time Newman advert comes on now it's just like because <laughs> it's just it, again it's just like just sort of to, to the point quite literally yeah, yeah fucking blunt <laughs> blunt it's like you know it's that'll be next are you blunt <laughs> Newman <laughs> do you need to get to the point fast <laughs> Newman, <laughs> well, not not too fast. <laughs> we need to tag him in the fucking oh promotional God. stuff for this episode. Like, if we don't get a sponsorship off them guys, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> uh, it, it'll be the new blue chew. Yeah, <laughs> the, the British blue chew. <laughs> he says, Hogan. Oh uh, obviously, he's saying that he's the star of the nineties. Uh, he says that Roddy Piper coming out and admitting to looking up to Hogan all his life, which oh, obviously God, didn't happen. Sake, he said, he said, he said as he. <laughs> He said as he turned his skirt and ran, it was the best decision he could make because he clearly had fear in his eyes. Hogan then gives the mic to Ted DiBiase, who says that seeing as they have every belt by the TV title, essentially... And Cruiserweight uh, title. Oh, the Cruiserweight, of course, yeah, but, but Waltman's going after that, isn't he? Yeah. Um, 
that they'd allow Hogan to entertain us and I, I, I did worry for a second but it turns out that Hogan's just going to do the old usual pre-watershed moves not the post-watershed moves just the pre-ones um, uh, and that's how we end Nitro it's just Hogan flexing those pecs oh, and um, we've got to mention this was all done this whole promo and the post down was done with a fucking spotlight it was yeah, yeah it, crowd it lights were in and with spotlight which honestly I fucking hate this cunt <laughs> But this was just so entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but he asked for the Hollywood spotlight as well. Yeah, like, the Hollywood really playing into it. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's having his cake and he's fucking eating it. He's shitting it out and eating it again. It's totally. like, oh god, that's a gross analogy. But um, <laughs> I mean, at least he's fucking recycling, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> Christ, Brian. He knows that this new film's gonna tank, so he's just playing up to being yes. like Hollywood fucking shit movie guy, <laughs> like. It's got to be hard as well, fucking being across from Roddy Piper, who is actually in like half decent films. Oh yeah, like that—that's that, the thing that really got me about this. It just, just saying, like you know, uh, you know, he's it, it, like this Hollywood star, and he's in better movies than fucking uh, Piper has ever been in. Like Piper was in there with. He's got you beat by default. <laughs> he was in there with. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, well, also, I, I remiss to, uh, to mention the way Hogan cockily saunters to the ring for this as well. Yeah. Again, yeah. just what a fucking prick. <laughs> it's just good shit. It, it really is. is. It is. Yeah. Um, so the the rating for this one was a 3.6 to Rose, 2.0. And as usual, go on off on a tangent on this one, Brian. <laughs> There's not really much to go off go off on. I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it was a great episode. It was good. Uh, mm-hmm. Just it just had good wrestling. It didn't really do much in further storylines. Uh, they still haven't found that balance. But we had good wrestling for a couple of matches, and you can't really complain about that. If they're going no. through the motions and they're putting on good wrestling matches, then you know what? Keep going through the motions. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll happily take this week in, week out, as long as you just give us some decent storyline development. I mean, I think they just traded storyline development for more nuances in this ma- in, in this episode as well. Just leaving Sting in the rafters and just going to the bare minimal, you know, just walking out for the dream matches, just walking away from Luger. You know what? That's for every storyline in, it, in itself, isn't it, really? I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 t- I'll take this again next week, but Excellent. you've got to pick up the pace at some point. you just got to. Yeah. yeah. As long as um, you do it at the right time, I'm all for it. I'll be happy. Well, you'd hope they'd do it going into Starcade, wouldn't you? Don't yes. start picking up the pace for World War Three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's going on in real life. Just uh, like just keep it simmered. Yeah, stay away from that one. Yeah. Um, Raw results: Jesse James defeating Salvador Sincere, uh, Crush with Clarence Mason defeating Aldo Montoya, um, Billy Gunn defeating Freddie Joe Floyd, and Shawn Michaels with Jose Lothario defeating the British Bulldog with Clarence Mason and Owen Hart by disqualification. This is the episode that features the announcement that Brian Pillman's recovering from injuries sustained from Steve Austin the day before during WWF Superstars uh, and that he would be interviewed at his home next week. Oh! Moments later, Austin threatened to be at his home as well. Oh, fucking hell. So this is the good good point of uh, of WWF Raw. Yes, we're getting into the good shit on WWF and we're getting into the good shit on WCW at the same time Mm. and I can't fucking wait. Yeah. Because this, this is where, like, obviously we really need to fucking get 
this fucking site sorted out. I mean, they said, we, you need to get this fucking site sorted out. It's your project <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, so I can get some of these, these episodes written up and just have a great companion piece. At this point, I'm just like, you know what? Sod fucking 95 uh, on DWF for all to start with 1996. So that's when the good shit starts. It'd be just a good companion piece for the Monday Night Wars, if anything. Could just start Cause, here. Yeah, because this is where the war is starting. Like, yeah. you know, it. WCW Nitro is getting into full gear now. And... Dude, my fraud doesn't really get into full gear. It just fucking kicks off, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Pil- uh, Pillman's got a gun. Like, that's just classic. It's just classic. Oh my god, we're- this is this is why we're doing this podcast. Yes. Into the wrestling news, uh, Hogan signed a three-year deal with WCW just before Halloween Havoc. Apparently, the WWF had tabled a five-year at five million dollars a year um, contract for him, but the plan. Uh, and the plan for if he signed it was for him to return at the Rumble and win it. Obviously, it probably wouldn't have been Hollywood. He would have just gone back to Hulk, wouldn't he, really? Yes. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage continues to negotiate with WCW. The WWF really wanted the two of them, Savage and Hogan, coming together so that Hogan uh, and Savage could feud again. Um, but with Hogan agreeing to the WCW deal, that's hurt Savage's bargaining power, according to Meltzer. Uh, okay. <laughs> Raw and Nitro will now start at the same time in a move that the USA Network sprung out of nowhere. Uh, there's no plans yet for Raw to move to two hours, but this move reduces the clash with Monday Night Football. Uh, Halloween Havoc was a record setter for WCW with a $220,000 gate and a $69,000 merchandise making, uh, $35,000 of which was just in NWO shirts. Fucking it was reported. Hell. It was reported that Eddie Guerrero was running a fever but wanted to continue uh, and, and wrestle DDP and also that he broke a rib uh, during the match which was cut short, which we talked about in, in the yeah. in the watch along, didn't we? So, um, uh, plural, uh, plural, he broke a yeah. rib, not ribs, as yeah. I fucking found. Uh, Gene Auckland hasn't signed on the dotted line with WCW just yet. The terms are five dates a month, which is four nitros in a pay-per-view for $180,000 a year and they're going to scrap, scrap the hotline. I'm guessing that he really, really wants that hotline. Fuck <laughs> you know. Do we really need a hotline? No. We've got Lee Marshall for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the WCW house shows are becoming a headache for management because Hall and Nash are way over. It turns out that NWO fans are coming out more to see their men, while the fans of the Babyfaces and the Luchas are seemingly staying away because their guys are always losing. Uh, in the latest instalment of the AAA Conan Azteca promotion, story thing uh major news outlets and tv on tv and in print are co- covering the jumping ship of many of the wrestlers uh, a press conference was actually called to announce what azteca would be all about it's going to be a, a kind of an ecw style promotion uh that conan's going to head but when questioned about antonio pina the triple a president someone in very 1990s fashion just called him gay oh fuck it as an insult as you do um uh, USWA's latest show drew through 375 people. Uh, 800 would show up the following week because Sid Vicious was uh, working. Uh, and they would also be trek to a man wrestling under the name Macho Warrior Rick Hogan. You can probably guess what that gimmick is. <laughs> There's a video of that on YouTube as well, just so you know. Kurt Angle did commentary for ECW this week over a Taz versus Little Guido match. I'm sure that's a racist term. Little Guido. Guido. Um... Possibly, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's like a it's a it's an insultive turn for a for a New York Italian. Right. Okay. No anyway. surprise. No surprise there. ECW. Yeah, it's, it's an ECW. Yeah. Uh, Taz cut a promo on Angle to set up a match somewhere down the line. 
uh, later in the night, Raven crucified Sandman. Ah, uh, yeah, he, yes, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he even placed the crown of thorns on his head. It was a genuine crucifix under the ring, um, and and t- obviously didn't nail him to the cross, but certainly fucking tied him up there. Uh, Kurt was said to be very upset about this, having already appeared on the show and worried that this may affect his public image. Raven would later come out out of character to apologise to anybody who may have been offended. Uh, on the on the same show, Chris Candido and David Morton made their debuts. Candido led the chance from the EC cr- ECW crowd for Sonny, who was backstage but obviously couldn't appear because she's under a, a big money contract with the WWF. Morton would later become Kid Cash. Talk is that Candido left the WWF because they literally had nothing for him, though the company actually wanted him to stay on and train guys like Rocky Maivia, uh, Mark Henry, etc., etc., at 24 years old, Candido oh, believed that he had hell. way more to offer than to just retire and become a trainer. Oh, also... what a fucking train wreck. I f- oh, my God. Like, I feel so sorry for that guy. Fucking 24-year-old and they're just saying, yeah, fucking train wrestlers for us when he wants to be a wrestler and then his life gets tragically cut short. It's like, God. The guy could fucking go as well. I, yeah, that's the thing. It was a really yeah. fucking gross. It was something that uh, he had like a really, really brief run in TNA, and that was when I was first exposed to the guy. And I'm like, this guy's actually really fucking legit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, oh my God. What a shame that he never made it. And. Well, he well, never really made it. He's another one you'll see in WCW in 2000. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, with Sonny. So, oh, well, uh, I didn't even know Sonny was in WCW. So there you go. That's a surprise <laughs> yeah, yeah. as well. Um,. There's also talk that he and Shawn Michaels don't see eye to eye, so that might be part of the reason that, why he went in the well, fucking push. Well, there we go. I fucking believe uh, it. I believe that. Apparently, like, Candido uses flashy moves that take away from the stuff Shawn does later on in the show because Shawn's obviously main eventing. Yeah, I'm sure that's the reason why. Yeah, Still, it's fuck. always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, fuck off, Shawn. <laughs> this on, week on, was... on, honestly, after after what came out recently from uh, in regards to Dax Hardwood um, and Shawn oh. Michaels. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I heard and, about and, this. And people just saying, you know, oh yeah, maybe Sean just went back into like ribbing more than he's just used to. And like, no, 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 no. No, Sean's a cunt. Like, like, yeah. Just like, let's let's not fucking underscore this. Sean has never gotten away from this. There are fucking zillions of fucking stories of Sean still having very similar traits post conversion. Like, yeah. the, he, he has been no different. He may be a more humble bloke in his personal fucking life. But you know what? He's still an absolute twat knuckle. Like, yeah, honestly, <laughs> just fucking do not like the guy. I really do not like the guy. And I, I respect him as a wrestler. He's had some of my favourite matches of all time. Yeah. Do not like the guy. And you know what? Like, people can just say, well, you're only here one side. We do not need to hear another side. We do not need to hear another side in this. There's long fucking history of Sean being a dick. And, and I don't believe for any reason. You know, any reason why any Dax, yeah. Dax would make this up? Yeah, it just sounds yeah. like a sh- uh, Sean. It, it just sounds like a click thing to do, and I'm including Sean, uh, Scott Hall in this. Kevin Nash wasn't really named in this. I can see him like coming to defence of Dax to be honest with you and just say, look, you know, this ain't right because he's just such a nice guy, you know. But in terms of like the people mentioned, you know, particularly the DX guys, I mean, no fucking surprise, Billy Gunn and fucking. Raw dog, oh fucking raw dog. We're involved in this conversation, you know. The fact that Sean Waltman came to his defence just underscores everything I like about the guy. You know, everything yeah. I read about the guy, Sean Waltman, decent walk, really, really nice guy. Isn't it weird that Sean uh, Sean Waltman in the in the year two thousand was probably the most hated guy in wrestling? 
And I mean, he he got resolutely fucking booed just for appearing on screen. Nobody liked the guy, you know. Mm. And it and it was always because of how he was portrayed in story. And people just took it way to heart and thought, you know, this is just representative of the human being. He had literal go away heat to a point. There was a the phrase coined from his name, X Pack Heat, and he just seems to be the nicest guy out of that contingent. Yeah, like that really says it all to me. What a shame. What a fucking shame. Fuck, yeah. Sha- fuck Shawn Michaels. <clears throat> yeah. That's that's pretty much it, yeah. yeah. Um, just to close off as well, uh, this week was the week that Tommy Dreamer would send Brian Lee through the tables in the scaffold match, which you'll see on any ECW compilation video this side of 1990. Oh, yeah, they fucking milk that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, New Jack and a real police officer brawled in the crowd at a show too. Uh, New surprise, Jack surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise, I know. New Jack collapsed uh, backstage later on and had to be treated by paramedics and there was no word he was, at, he was actually arrested but it wouldn't be fucking a surprise, would it, let's be honest. Um, and it, uh, I should have put this at the top actually when we were talking about Raw. So the um, the vignettes for the uh, Rocky Maivia, um character have started now as well. So there's going to be a little bit of a... Uh, is that when all the Die Rocky Dice shit comes out? Um... That really becomes like mid nineteen ninety eight. Oh, is it ninety eight? Ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mid mid ninety seven is when you get the die rocky die type things. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, Fuck it, me. He did. He had. He got a reaction. You know, he weren't great, but he got a reaction. The crowd were just like, I won't say they were into him, but you know, he would just learn. Fans didn't really hate him. And then just suddenly they turned on. You know, he used to get die rocky die all the time. Yeah, and. That's why he joined the nation, apparently. So, yeah, uh, fucking hell. Again, just really fucking awful shit. <laughs> fucking fans in the 90s were really fucking awful, weren't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the world kind of was, though, weren't it, really? Oh, it was well, a very different gen- time. Yeah, just in general. Fucking yeah. Jerry, Jerry Springer influence on everything. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Car Crash TV that, that Vince Russo knows and loves. Yeah, and fans felt like they were involved in that. And the... And it was all fake. <laughs> yeah. Even Jerry Springer was like fucking. He was shagging the fucking contestants. Well, con- they are contestants, <laughs> aren't they? They're not fucking people. They're contestants. Like- yeah. You. You. Know anybody generally think the guy that had a fish fetish was real? <laughs> Fuck off. Oh man. I remember, fucking I remember- Troy McClure over here. <laughs> man, I remember like if I were ill at school or something like that, and I had to like. Obviously, fucking my mum would have to pick me up and then take her, take me to work or whatever. Like, it was always on at like one, half past one in the afternoon, and and just fuck me as as like a like if I were what fourteen, I remember I think just seeing that you just like what the fuck is going on? Do you know what I mean? There's just like three little people and this big seven foot fucking monster of a man with eyeballs that point in separate directions and all his teeth <laughs> missing and, and like nine fingers and he's just like ah don't gone ah don't gone had sex with my cousin and then Steve will just come down and, and everybody will just kick off like it's just like what the fuck's going on <laughs> but at least Steve Wilcox did alright out of it he had his own show after that didn't he like, yeah. Jerry Springer got busted for like having a fivesome with, with, with loads of prostitutes and Steve Wilcox just took over the reins <laughs> You know, Jerry Springer could be a contestant on his own fucking show. He could. <laughs> you could imagine him doing fucking uh, double duty there, fucking interviewing himself. 
Yeah, yeah. Man, I could imagine him fucking appearing on WWE Raw. I'm surprised he's oh, not in Hall of Fame. Oh, he's been on Raw a few times. Oh, has he? He's oh. guest hosted Raw. Oh, fucking. He will, be, he will be in the WWE Hall of Fame at some point. I mean, I'd love to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. Uh, How the fuck I've missed that, I don't know. Uh, well, fucking Pete Raw, I suppose. 2013, yay. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he made a comeback in 2013. Man, what the I'm fuck? I'm pretty sure that was around the time Jerry Springer the Musical was out. <sighs> Please tell me you know Jerry Springer the Musical. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I never went to go and fucking watch it. Though. No, I was no. interested in going watching it just to see what a fucking train wreck that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we need to close this episode. Yeah, we do. Um, as Brian has just uh, vigorously pointed out, the website is uh, currently, uh, well, it's going to be down at the end of March um, until we decide what we're going to do with it because the guys who host it want, well, a lot of money from us and yeah. we're not going to pay it. So there's every possibility the URL will change. Uh, we're going to, obviously, we'll put a plan down to see what we're going to do with it. But I, I honestly think if 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 we went .co.uk and you just started with, you know, either this week or next week's Raw, then yeah. it's a fucking perfect starting point in it because this is like you said that the wars are truly starting now yeah peak wrestling is about to hit the fucking fan in it yeah so um we'll keep you guys updated on that of course you can get us on the usual social media channels which is where them updates will probably come from at nitrogencast on all the usual ones um but yeah um there's not much else to say is there, is the brain um, um at brain talks crap for your man over there uh-huh and uh i guess for me, Marvellous Mark Ashworth. And here's my final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> you were fucking waiting for I was! Idea. You wouldn't, you wouldn't you give me the waiting. opening. It's not fucking fair. And here's my final thoughts. <laughs> Fuck Putin. Fuck Putin. Don't take care it. of yourself. Uh, take care of... What is it? Take care of yourself and each other. That's yes. what you always used to say, didn't you? Yes. Well. yes. Yeah. And then he'd go and get noshed off by a four foot nine fucking prostitute. 